their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, as I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, Victory Monday, what's going on? Victory Monday, indeed. I don't think anybody anticipated this one, but it is a beautiful, well, it is a rainy day in the DMV, but it's still a beautiful day because the boys got to win. Yeah, I'll second that, man. That's a tough W. That's a tough, tough W. I can't. I think that's probably the toughest W I can remember us getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, given the situation, they're on the road and the kind of team they were playing. That was one of the more rewarding wins we've had. Absolutely. Right. A game where you're going all the way to Seattle for a West Coast game in a tough environment without 80 or starters. A game where you were outgained 437 to 244. A game mm-hmm. where you turned the ball over, you let Kirk get sacked six times. A game where they held the ball for 33 minutes. You know, you found a way to go up there, you pulled off a victory, and now your season is uh, at least extended for one more week because you kind of had to have this one, and nobody wanted to say it was a must-win game because everybody thought we would lose, including us three. But, um, hey, they proved us wrong, and you live for one more week. Hey, man, you don't get points for style wins. They can have all the yards. They can have all the stats. In the end, we scored more than they did, and we got the W. Indeed. Uh, I think a big part of the game, anybody who watched know that uh, it was a back-and-forth battle most of the day. It was really a defensive game. It was really a great game to watch for the old-school defensive uh, grinded-out game fans like us three are. Uh, The Seahawks turned the ball over twice, uh, two Costly Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, sorry, turnovers. One really great play by Kendall Fuller coming back on the ball. Another really bad pass by great Russell play. Wilson. Great play. Put, Will put, put an emphasis on great play by Kendall Fuller. Sorry. Great bro. play. Emphasis hey. on a great play. Hey, hey, it's tough to guard that wide receiver in the slot. You know, he got into his drop. Mm-hmm. He identified the route. He broke on the ball right at the right second and made an excellent play. The other interception was by Will Compton, and he made a really good play stepping into a passing lane. I guess uh, Doug Baldwin was going over the top. Russell didn't see him sneak underneath, and shout to Zach Brown. He put pressure on the play and made him throw the ball before he wanted to, but um, also 16 penalties by the Seahawks, 16 for 138. Uh, they shot themselves Ooh. in the foot most of the day. The Redskins were able to take advantage. Uh, they held on when they needed to. The offense wasn't really that great. Again, only 244 yards total, but um, – you know, really the, wasn't the, that great. They were terrible. Offense was terrible <laughs> for three quarters, at least. I will say three they quarters. Were they were terrible. Terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're being honest. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that is a more astute <laughs> description. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't great. It, it was bad. They they didn't play great. But um, you know, but what when they but when they needed it, Paul, when they needed it, let's give them credit. In fourth quarter, when they needed that drive, they went down there and they got it done. Right, hundred percent. And it says a lot that you can win when you like. I think a lot of times people don't think about this when they look at uh, teams, but it says a lot if you can win on the road and your quarterback doesn't play that well. Mm-hmm. 
and it does, and I'm like, that's not even a criticism of Kirk because the idea that you're winning games, you're able to win a game at the end and a game that you do not play that well, it's a lot about the quarterback too. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't have to be 29 for 37 for 400 in order Absolutely. to win. Absolutely. And that was a tough way to pull out a victory. Mm-hmm. And that's in spite of all the mistakes the Seahawks made. Mm-hmm. You won the game. I don't really care. I, like, I know you said Russell threw two picks, but Russell was pretty good yesterday. Uh, he, like he made his mistakes, but I, I think I don't know if you guys agree with this. What I'm about to say, but interceptions are like they can be a little overstated in a way. The one he threw to Compton—that's a tough interception. Fuller makes a good play on the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at every interception as some huge error by the quarterback, and I right. think that's something that. I wish our quarterback sort of understood because Kirk threw a couple of passes that should have been picked and they weren't, but then you don't see in the box score. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know what I mean? The perception of it is completely different. Absolutely. I don't know how you guys feel about that when it comes to no. interceptions. But. I agree. There's some when you're staring down the defensive back, when you're like, what the hell is the quarterback doing? But like you said, the one with Fuller, that was just a great play by the defensive back. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Russell tried to make a play. Fuller made a better play. Sometimes it happens. Right. Yeah. No. No. All interceptions are not created equal. Uh, you you'd be hard pressed to find somebody to say that the first interception was a bad pick by Russ. It was just a great individual effort by one Kendall Fuller. The second one was was pretty egregious. I, I, you know, given credit, he was elusive in the pocket. He stepped up, avoided the sack, and just fired the ball. And it was just a good play by Will Compton being the right place at the right time. So, you know, credit to Russell West uh, Wilson. I keep calling Russell Westbrook. It's not okay. No OKC, man. <laughs> nah, he wishes. Yeah. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine man. Russell Westbrook at quarterback? Bruh. Can you imagine Russell Wilson trying to dress up like Russell Westbrook? He put on he, he would put on them garments and burst into flames. Like, too corny. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. Yo, but you know the, the thing with inter- the, here's the thing though. It's one thing to throw picks when you have a terrible defense. Like we didn't do anything either time we picked the ball off, if I remember correctly. No. Right? Like, neither ter- interception led to anything. These are just turnovers, you know what I'm saying, in the midst of the mm-hmm. game. So, I, I don't, neither one was costly. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The one he threw that Breland dropped, even then, that's like you're trying to make a great throw. Mm-hmm. Breland makes a great play on the ball. I'm not going to lose my mind over it like that. Quarterback that was trying to be a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Includes, like, I'm not going to be like, wow, what a terrible decision. Quarterback's got to take chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mind you, he's also out there with no run game, no O line, none. And I don't hear anybody. You know, I don't, before we even get into that part of the show, I'm just gonna say, like, you people saw both teams yesterday. Whose O line actually looked like the brand new O line? Right, theirs looked worse than ours. It definitely did. That's the one he plays with every week. Yep. No run game every week. I think that just tells you more about Russell, man, because he after watching him, I mean, obviously we don't see a lot of Seattle's games, but he is their offense. <laughs> like he does everything from if it's not in the run game to the pass game to extending plays to avoiding sacks. Russell Wilson is a ball player. <laughs> Much respect to Russell Wilson. We got to right. win. I thank God we did, but he's a hell of a <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a player. So mm-hmm. no, I'm yeah. just happy to get the W straight up. Yep. Right. And, you know, Cousins in his own right had a pretty good game. Uh, 21 of 31 for 2 7, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked 
six times and something that I wanted to mention. In the second half, the O-line was really breaking down. He got sacked three times on three straight drives on first and ten, which was, okay. was, was pretty much a death set to that drive. Guys, but we, we got to stop looking at sacks as like totally an O-line thing. I, I don't know if you guys uh, read anything or like what Jeff Schwartz writes about O-lines. Mm-hmm. I think it's not fair that every sack is considered like an O-line issue. It shouldn't be, though. I think a couple of those sacks were just poor plays by the court. Like, there are times where the, if, you, if it's a three-step drop, like on the safety, for example, mm-hmm. if it's a three-step drop in your own end zone and you don't throw the ball, you are going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then that sack is like, well, look at the line. Look, what's his name? Had some trouble, CJ Clemens, but no shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, no shit, TJ mm-hmm. Clemmings had problems. He's TJ Clemmings. Mm-hmm. Who's that right tackle for the Seahawks? That guy is awful. He's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely so, terrible. So, like, I, I understand what you're saying about our online protection broke down, but, yo, the Seahawks, not only was their online struggling with blocking, their online committed, like, seven, eight penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if we hadn't, if our online was going out there playing like that? Our, our starting O-line, mind you. Right. So, look, you're playing at Seattle. They have good pass rushers. There's going to be a pass rush. That's mm-hmm. like the idea that you're going to go in this game. I don't even care if we had our, our five guys, our five starters out there. There was going to be pass rush. Absolutely. It's the fucking Seahawks. <laughs> but it, I just I, it, it frustrates me that it's supposed to be like clean pocket every time. Who You're not going to get that? that. This is the National Football League. You're going to there's going to be people in your face. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It, it annoys me that that's like the expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, no. what? Go, go ahead. Just a, I didn't mean to cut you off, but on the the sack, the one where they got the safety, and this is probably my biggest beef with Kirk from yesterday. Like you said, Cliff, it was a three step drop, and I don't know if you guys have reviewed that play or not, but on his soon as he planted his foot prior was sitting right in front of him but he was looking at it must have maybe he was looking at his first second read he was looking to the right if he had just looked over for that split second he could have dumped it off got a got a little five yard gain got out the hole instead he kept patting the ball and then you get sacked and there's a safety so so like, look, hmm. no, no, my bad my bad no, no you're good i was just gonna say like you said every sack cannot be on the offensive line look on that play in particular like that's a delayed blitzer coming in absolutely right? yes but the thing is if it's a three-step drop and you look to your right and the guy's not open and you're in your own zone, you need to throw, throw the away. ball away. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a couple of sacks yesterday where it's like, nah, you need to throw the ball away. Like, you need to help. Again, this is not... I don't even actually... I don't even have to qualify it. I can say whatever I want about Kirk. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know, because I'm, I'm tired of having to, like, qualify it. Everything it's, you say is you hate. You're a hater. You know what, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? I know this is not the podcast to be talking about this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of like when someone has to say that they respect the police before they criticize the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, think about it. Think about the police, they have to say, well, obviously I have respect for law enforcement. It's like, I don't have to qualify what I'm saying. Okay, I can just give my opinion. Mm-hmm. You're in that kind of game. You should understand that you're not going to have all the time in the world and it is in the best interest of your offense that you are not taking sacks on first down. Again, you need to know that. You're it's the quarterback. It's the Seahawks. And, like, I mean, again, I know 
Cliff Paul, y'all know I I size them a lot. I'm I'm a huge fan of how they play defense. They're not the same defense they were four or five years ago. But you know they're aggressive up front. You don't have that much time to be sitting there patting the ball in the end zone. If he's not open, get rid of it. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, two points right there. For what it's worth, Cooley's on his uh, film break under they said that sack was not on Cousins. It was on the O line. Uh, Clemmings had missed his block. I guess that they kind of knew that blitz scheme was coming. I guess they had planned for it, and Clemmings just misses light, which is totally believable because Clemmings was the clear weak link but in a group of weak links. Play, he was the weak link of weak links. If I remember on that play, the rusher that was, was a linebacker, linebacker and was yeah. delayed. Yeah, no, no, he's not coming immediately. So but what I'm saying is. To say that's on the old line, the idea that Cousins is supposed to get four seconds to throw the ball from his end zone on a three-step drop. Mm-hmm. The quarterback has cannot take a safety in I mean, that situation. Not, not to cut you off, but isn't the quarterback responsible for one of those rushers? There's always one that a QB is responsible for, whether it's the Mike linebacker or the weak style linebacker. They did a delayed blitz. Kirk has to read that. You have to see that. I don't know how you blame Clemens on that play. Maybe I need to see it again, but... No, look, listen, I, I know because because Clemens went in, Clemens protected inside. Right? Okay. Linebacker came right where Clemens left. But the line, the linebacker came delayed on the blitz. My whole point is the idea that Kirk dropped back, three-step drop, didn't see the first target, mm-hmm. decides to pat the ball in his end zone. Mm-hmm. When that ball just needs to be thrown away. Yep. If you watch... If you watch, there are some other quarterbacks who, in that same situation, they don't see the first target, kill the down immediately. We're going to kill this down. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. And whatever. He's, like, he's, it's okay if he makes mistakes because like, he's going to make mistakes. But I don't want to be out here treating the way he played. Like, I know you said his stats. I mean, Kirk, we had three drives in the whole game. Three. Right? Like, we three. Were, the offense was pretty terrible. Punt team was pretty active yesterday. The offense was pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whatever. I, I think, as we saw after the game, it's a, it, he, we can score. We can win a score for seven. We can score seventeen points and put up two hundred fifty yards total offense, mm-hmm. and the quarterback gets all the credit for the win, and that blows my mind. When the defense kept Russell Wilson out of the end zone until the fourth quarter, like that blows my mind, man. <laughs> like we, like we have to decide what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. It can't be when we lose. You're not allowed to say anything about the quarterback. We win. It, we score 17 points. 250 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. 250. Literally, the game is over. You guys need to pay the man. Take him for 250 yards total offense and 17 points. No, for the one drive that we scored. Oh, the one drive. So the drive like where drive. the receiver makes a like a Tecmo Bowl catch. You know what I'm saying? Remember Tecmo Bowl? Used to Literally, Tecmo Bowl. I'm right. glad you just said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Literally. On, Jeez. Oh, my God. See, I think that's the thing I hate the most about the NFL is that the receiver can make a great catch mm-hmm. and the quarterback gets the credit. It blows my mind how that works. Man. It really does. I'm just it glad he threw it up. Works. I'm glad right. he threw it up. Right, yeah, I'm not complaining. He, he, he put it out there and in a huge spot, in a spot where you're down, what, four points with, uh, it was probably like a minute five, a minute ten left, yeah. that he knew that he was one-on-one on the edge with that Shaq Griffin guy who was getting mm-hmm. eaten like food all day. 
Doxon had a clean break. A man put it up, mm-hmm. and we all saw Doxon made an incredible catch. From now on, <laughs> that's how you catch in your bad boys, two boys. Like, anytime you go for a ball from now on, Doxon, do just that. Matter of fact, you know what? But, you know but what? You, hey, yo, he will. Yo, when he will. Corey, Corey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor not, because Corey's I'm, been the caper of Doxon on this podcast. He's been championing him for a long time. Corey, I'm going to give you the floor. Look, you have 60 seconds. Say your piece <laughs> about Doxon. Make it good. Before I do it, let me say one thing about Kirk. Because I don't know if you guys heard. In Kirk's press conference, he said, yeah, I noticed when we got to the line, I noticed Dotson was one-on-one. So I had an option where I could audible to a go route. Kirk, that's all I've been asking for. Paul and Cliff, I pointed out to you guys several times yesterday. The dude Griffin, I forget his first name slips my mind, number 26. Shaq, right? Shaq Shaq Griffin. Griffin. He is a complete bum. There was no way that guy was guarding Dotson for any reason or at any point in that game yesterday. All you had to do was throw the ball up and give him an opportunity. Now, shifting to Dotson again. Paul, I'm glad you said that. (laughs) People, how did you like that one? Because that was Batman Dotson being a playmaker. We've been saying this since week one. I'm not the only one to say I'm not going to take all the credit because, Cliff, you've been one of the biggest ones saying it too. Paul, you said it too. you got to give the kid an opportunity. You have to give him targets. If you don't give him targets, he's not going to make plays. You can't say a receiver can make plays if you don't throw him the football. He only had five targets yesterday, but he had three catches, and he had the most crucial catch of the game. Even of, the, the, of the season. Of the, Might have saved our season, Cliff. Even the, one, even the one that he had that he beat Richard Sherman on, Richard Sherman was blanketing him, but Dotson made a great play. I don't, I don't even know if Kirk was actually throwing him the ball. He wasn't. Because, he wasn't. Because, and that's, because that's a whole different discussion. Pryor, <laughs> Pryor came through jumping like he was in the Olympics, saw the ball go over his head, and then Dotson just makes a hell of a catch versus Sherman. Like, he needs opportunities. He's a first-round elite talent. He has a 40-plus-inch vertical. Everyone out there that's been watching Josh Donson since college knows that boy goes up and gets the football. I'm not saying this because I'm a Redskin. I'm not being a caper. It's just facts. He went up. He went down, came down with the rock, and we got that W. So, again, throw the ball up to Dotson. Period. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Well said, man. I think, I, just do it. Dude, I think he has like 19 targets on the season. Come on, right? man. It's week. What? It's like week nine. Yeah, I think this. See, I think the thing that annoys me is that people are like, "Well, he drops this when he drops that." Oh, man. It can't be. You get two targets a game, and one of them has like a 9.5 degree of difficulty. Like what? That is not how it works. It's just not how it works. I. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm getting a little hyped about Dawson right now. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good. You're, the, you're, you're the way the, he you caught that bus. pass. Yes, Cliff. That was a. It's not many receivers in this league that are making that catch. You got the AJ's, Mike Evans. Like that was a hell of a catch. But that tells you the type of talent that the kid has. Like he can make those catches. You just have to give him an opportunity. I'm sorry. I stay, cor- I stay corrected. He has 22 targets on the season. 22 targets through nine weeks. And some of those targets were balls that were. Jesus. 22 targets. Like that one that threw out of bounds where San Fran is considered a target. Right. One of my favorite moments from after the game yesterday is uh, I think a clip that uh, NBC uh, had put up. 
all the wrestlers are walking on the field and, you know, they're greeting the Redskins fans and a couple like Seahawks fans that want to heckle at the team tunnel. And I guess there was one fan that had gotten on Doxon's nerves, particularly that day. He mm. walks over, he's walking over to a tunnel and he points at him and he says a couple times, he's like, you know my name now, huh? You know my name <laughs> now, huh? Nah, I said hey. it yesterday, I'm going to say it again today. You're now on notice, NFL. Mm-hmm. Jax Doxon is here and he mm-hmm. is a dog. Just get him the ball. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna make plays. Uh, he just needs opportunities. We, said the we same knew he was a star after the Oakland game. We knew he was a star. A star was born last night in, in was Seattle. It? You know what, Cliff? Before and Paul, I don't mean to cut you off, but Cliff, I'm gonna say something that you said during the game yesterday. You remember when Dotson got that catch in the first half, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. was like, "That's going that that might be his last target until the fourth quarter." Damn it, Cliff, you was right. He didn't see another <laughs> target you. until the fourth quarter. I told you. Come on, like, man. It, my thing is, I look at it sort of like, I feel like this is kind of exposed to people that didn't watch college football. Clearly. Because anyone who saw Doxon in college, that guy was a monster. Jumping over everybody, Cliff. Right. So the idea that Kirk, like people give Kirk excuses to say, well, he's not, he doesn't trust him. He doesn't do this. It's like, yo. You need to recognize who the players are on this team that are going to help us put up points. Mm-hmm. And, and this is me putting Kirk in perspective as a player. He is not the player capable of game-breaking things for us. But He's that's okay. That, right, but and that's okay. fine. And that's perfectly fine. What, what the analogy I gave you guys yesterday was, I think people, it's like a point guard. There are some – like. On some teams, you get a Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, whatever. Mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't have one of those guys. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, for whatever reason, everything is quarterback. You go, you go to 10 and 6, they say, well, the quarterback should get paid. Oh, we win the Super Bowl. It's because of the quarterback. That's how you end up with Flacco getting all that money. Mm-hmm. All, his rece- all the guys who actually made plays for that team. And look the at the An- Ravens now. The Anquans. Mm-hmm. The Steve Smiths of the world, mm-hmm. those guys get none of the credit. It all goes to number five, even though number five is garbage, <laughs> like, total garbage. <laughs> They're trying to run him out of town in Baltimore right now. It's to me, it's the same thing as the NBA. You need to get the ball to the people that are going to make plays for you. Yep, we got the ball to Deshaun, we mm-hmm. got the ball to Jordan Reed, mm-hmm. Garcon. Mm-hmm. The ball moved. Mm-hmm. The truth is, we want to be a good offense. You need to get the ball to eighteen. Yep, I promise you. If you throw him, he needs eight targets a game. Minimum. Straight up. Minimum. It's, that, it's, reckless, it's reckless to not give him those targets. Yes. Because if you want your offense to go, and I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the offense has been kind of dragging the team down these past couple weeks, you got to get the ball to your best players. And God damn it, 18 is your best receiver right now. Hands down. It's obvious. It's obvious. If you don't see it now, people, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know what else to tell you. No, yeah. the thing is the coach had to tell the quarterback he needs to throw well, people were right. getting mad at Gruden saying Gruden's he's not making the correct play right. calls for Kirk to get the ball down the field. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, it's like, do you need to give this guy every excuse? My question is this to all the, the people that talk like this about Kirk. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even bashing him when I say this. What I'm saying is, how good do you think the guy is if all you do is make excuses for him? Mm-hmm. Well, look I, at his stats. Yeah, look at his stats yesterday. Look at his stats from the week before. Mm-hmm. Well, guys were out. 
Well, this mm-hmm. is out. Well, it's like, yo, are you are, we, are you supposed to be the guy or not? Listen, you had a good drive at the end of that game. That's great. great. That's we loved great. it. I'm happy. But I'm not going to come up here and be like, yo, you get all the credit. You get all the credit, even though we <laughs> we had 250 yards of offense. You get the credit because someone made a diving catch. <laughs> and <laughs> like, he gets, but he gets no credit, Cliff. The kid that crazy. made the diving catch gets no credit. Well, no, nah, come on now. I think Paul, people, Paul, people have been get people have been giving Doc some credit today. They have, but what have they been saying? Kurt, this is Kirk Cousins proving that he deserves the. I it's had, like yo, I had this somebody is a Ponzi tell me scheme. Today, somebody told me today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Ponzi. Like this scheme. is a Ponzi scheme. Hey. It, it seems like in the NFL, it's a Ponzi scheme. I feel you. You could put up 17 points, mm-hmm. and the quarterback gets the credit for the win. It's unbelievable. You could put up 19 points like last week. They criticize everybody, but the quarterback gets the pat on the back mm-hmm. for putting up. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. It's like people are so invested in making sure this man gets $30 million a year. It's unheard I don't of, man. I understand it. It's, un- <laughs> it's really unheard of. I just I don't understand it. Yeah. I hear you. I, I don't know. It, it's a... It's a um, very divided fan base. And like you said on the earlier podcast, it was the same way with the Griff people because you had the people mm-hmm. who caped for Griff. I was one of them. Yeah. And, and now I have, the, I have no problem admitting that. For some people, the shoe's now on the other foot. I mean, some people aren't a fan of Kirk. Some people just don't want to hear any criticism. And when I've been guilty of this in the past couple weeks, months, whatever, people always hop in my mansion and say, why do you hate Kirk so much? Why do you hate Kirk so much? Nobody hates Kirk. We just think Kirk needs to play better. And I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. He needs to play better. You see Russell I mean, Wilson yesterday almost steal a win in a game they had no business winning because he was yep. balling by himself. Balling I'm, by I'm himself. not saying Kirk needs to be Russell Wilson, but if you want to make $30 million a year, sometimes you got to put the team on your back. That's all we're saying here. That's all we're saying. I'm not even asking you to put the team on the back, man. Get it to your playmakers. Cliff. I am like asking you, said, you get it to, to the stop telling me why you deserve this money. I need your pe- everyone to stop telling me mm-hmm. why you should just be given $100 million guaranteed. Well, he's the best we've had When since we've been to the playoffs who knows what. one time with you here. Mm-hmm. We he won the are, division. We are on track to miss the playoffs possibly two years in a row. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to give you $100 million for one division title? Like, well, like, so what's the bar? I'm not allowed to set a bar for Kirk's place? Hey, man. That's all I'm asking. Like, you, do you think if Russell went out there and played poorly for the, down the stretch of a season, you guys name me one quarterback in a major market who could play in December the way Kirk did and then ask for record money? I don't have an answer for you. Clint. So that's all I'm saying. There has to be a standard. It seems like, the, it seems like his biggest fans have set no standard for his play. We lowered the bar. Is lower weight. The bar. So when, he, when we lose... It's not his fault. When we win, it's all him. You can't have it both ways. Well, we have no run game. It's like, well, we have no run game. But you said the O-line's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah, man. But well, it's a victory. We won the game. Let's not forget that, people. We won the game. Right. And I think, I think this is the last thing we'll say about Kirk before we give him a grade. I think a lot of, like, the Kirk supporters and people who will, you know, you know be abrasive when you have something – criticizing him, they'll say, well, you won the game yesterday. He came through with a W. Why are you criticizing him? Dude, look at the, watch the film. I mean, you can't sit there and say that 
Kirk had a bigger part to play in the win yesterday than the defense. The defense, <laughs> no, true. Say it again. Ten straight. They had ten Can't straight drives. I'm not- ten straight drives. The Seahawks didn't mm-hmm. score against this defense. Yes, there was three mm-hmm. missed field goals. But dude, give credit where credit's due. I give Kirk credit, but the defense won that game yesterday for him because you gave us seventeen points, and one of those touchdowns was in your two minute drill. I'm, I'm not taking it away from that's fine, but I'm saying seventeen points. Nine times out of ten doesn't get you a W in Seattle. The defense showed up. No, absolutely. And that's all I'll say about that. But, hey, we've said a lot of Kirk, so let's go ahead and give him a grade. Uh, Corey, why don't you start off? I'm not, I can't give him an A. I'll give him a B. Just he had, he, We had that game-winning drive. I mean, if we didn't have that game-winning drive, it might have been a little lower because I'm still, a little, I'm still pissed off about that safety that he took because I felt like he could have done more on that. He did have two passes that were very interceptable. Fortunately, they were not picked off. But hey, man, he he still made he, he made some plays, and he definitely made a play when he stood in there on that that pass to Brian Quick because Kirk got his ass lit up. I got to give him credit for that because he put the ball there. Quick made a great adjustment and caught the football. But I'll give Kirk a B, man. Game one and drive, we got the win. It's hard to win in Seattle, so I'll give him a B. C plus. Mm. Good job, man. That's, I'm not being harsh. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. We won. This is not like looking at this like it's pitcher wins. This is not 1958 <laughs> where we just stamped a quarterback as playing well because you won the game. Right. Like people need to get get with the times, man. Right. Please put up 17 points to 50 yards. You want an A? But you're a hater. Then maybe I am. Call yeah. me whatever you want. He gets a C plus. I'm tired uh, of having to cater to these people. I'll give him a B. I'm going to give him a B. Uh, like I said, uh, not the most pretty game for Kirk, uh, but I, I got to give credit where credit's due. You know, the chips were down, and I don't think there's one Redskins fan out there listening or not listening, whatever, that would think that when we went down 14-10 that thought Kirk was going to lead a drive for a touchdown and win the game. Not only did he I do def- it, but he no. did in four plays. Like, he, like, mm-hmm. like Corey mentioned, he stood in the pocket, took a huge hit from Dwight Freeney on that second down pass to Brian Quick. Mm-hmm. On their very next play, diagnosed one-on-one coverage to Doxon, put the ball right where it needed to be. Doxon made an incredible catch. Hey, man, you, you led us to a win in a game that nobody thought we were going to win. Mm-hmm. You, you played well enough for us to win. I wouldn't say you played perfectly, but a solid B effort. Kirk made like I got one thing, one more thing to say about that final drive. Kirk made life easier for himself because he gave his playmakers an opportunity on that final drive. Because if he had became check down king and was going to Thompson, we would have it would have been four downs, game over. Speaking of that drive, I know this is off topic a little bit, but the ref, the refs yesterday, I, I don't know, man. They're, like I thought the play, the I'm sorry, the refing was very inconsistent. Terrible. I saw that hit on quick from Cam Chancellor. How in the hell was that not helmet to helmet? Did y'all see that? Yeah, yeah. I saw he's a concussion. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a concussion. It, it was the most right clear helmet to helmet I've seen in quite a mm-hmm. t- some time. I was like, mm-hmm. "Where's the flag?" Well, and then they botched the call on the, on the hail mary. Yes, that, that, that sack by Troy McLean mm-hmm. on the second to last play of the game, game. that should have been game over. Mm-hmm. They all came out and said it today. The, the refs, man, uh, I don't know. And, you know then you see this, and then you see this nonsense today. I'm sure everybody saw the fight between AJ Green and um, what's the kid's name? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. So AJ Green's not suspended for pretty much putting him in the, in the rock bottom, <laughs> but Mike Evans is suspended. 
But he yeah, was no, no, no. the game. But I feel no, like no, no, Mike no. got suspended because Mike wasn't involved. Mike ran over the yeah, game. Mike, Mike Evans, Evans wasn't throwing up the game. Mike but Evans was suspended. should have been suspended. Yeah, yes, Mike, he should have been suspended. What was Mike doing? What are you doing, dog? <laughs> he, not only did he run him over, he jumps on top, but he's about to start stealing him. Yeah. Uh, he was pissed because his quarterback wanted to eat L's before the game. Uh, he's probably like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm tired of this <laughs> Hey, that picture that's floating around Twitter right now with Deshaun standing in the back giving Deshaun the what the fuck look. Send oh, him back. Oh, hey, send him back. We'll, we'll give you a, a third round pick for Deshaun right now. Send him back our way. Need him. Deshaun was looking at Jameis like, what in the fuck am I doing here? I could have still been in the DMV right now, but stop my hair with this clown. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Unreal. Hey, the grass ain't always green on the other side. He thought he was going to upgrade to cut to Jameis Winston. No, 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 no. That's not why he, he got money. He got to get, he got paid. Oh, he got the bag. He's 30, oh. he's 30 years old. He didn't leave because of any reason other than that. I wish he we wanted, he wanted to be here. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. Yeah. All right, let's go on and move on to the running backs. Uh, another quiet day from the running back uh, position again. The, the run game just ain't it this year. At least right now, there's just no consistency uh, – I mean, I will say the offensive line blocking on the run was not that great. Uh, I think P. Ryan had the one eight-yard burst, but then he fumbled on his next touch. Uh, fumbled again. Fumbled again on his next touch. I I had this conversation with somebody today on Twitter, and um, I don't know, man. There are running backs out there. I know one particular that I would be interested in is D'Angelo Williams. I know he's washed. I know that he ain't the running back that he used to be, but he's got to be a better option at this point than Rob Isn't Kelly. Isn't he like a wrestler now? <laughs> Hey, wrestler ass at FedEx Field, man. We're, we're good. We'll give you a, a little uh, half a year deal. Come run, come run this rock. We need you, man. No. 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 <laughs> no. Just no, man. Look, there are weeks where you can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. People need to get over this. There are weeks you're not going to run the ball. Sorry. But we already it, knew we didn't have a run. Our goes run for game every is checked down to, to yeah. Chris Thompson. Don't want the ball to Chris Thompson. It's our run game. When we play this team like the Seahawks, that's not possible because they got Bobby Wagner out there. And they are flying sideline to sideline. No, they made sure Chris Thompson did not get loose yesterday. I think if, if people are just going to look at rushing as the run game, quote-unquote, so we do, well, how many yards did we average? And it's like, nah, who cares? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't have that kind of run game. How many teams in the league are actually out here just running the ball over everybody? Not many. Like, in their weeks that you know, their weeks that the Patriots can't run the ball. The weeks that every like whatever. I'm not tripping off no damn run game. We thought we never run game last year, and then Rob Kelly runs for in that Packers game. Like you need to be able to run the ball when you have a lead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that's how I look at it. Yep. Can you run the ball when you have a lead? I'm not tripping off the fact that you can't run the ball versus the Seahawks. I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect to run the ball versus Seattle. Right. You know they're going to be weeks where oh, we ain't running the ball this week. Mm-hmm. We knew the Eagles game. Oh no, we ain't running the ball this week. Nope. That's cool. That's why you pay the quarter. Like that is my whole point. Like the two go hand in hand. If your quarterback's supposed to be good, quote unquote, then the weeks that you can't run the ball, this shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I will give Rob Kelly some credit for punching the ball in because, I mean, I mean, yes, the running game has been absolutely pathetic, but we're known for actually getting inside the five, getting inside the three, and not being able to score. So right. I will give, we'll give Kelly credit for getting across the pylon. 
or getting across the goal line because we struggled in that area. So, I, I mean, as shitty as it was, Rob, you did get in the end zone twice. I will give you credit right. for that. But we had like 14 carries, 18 yards, or 18 like yards, 1.3 per carry, whatever. This ain't 1988, people. But he got in the paint when, when it counted, so I'll take it. Was their run game good? Their run game is Russell. Russ had 10 for 77. <laughs> he, does right. every, he does everything for them. It's unbelievable. Seriously. <laughs> He's a ball player. He's he a out, ball player. He outrushed. The 10 for 77 was more than the rest of the running backs combined. That's um, unbelievable. Just talk about, like, putting a team. I know we, we've gushed enough about Russell Wilson on this podcast for one year, but – uh. Rightfully uh, so. Hey, he, an amazing, amazing player. Just uh, he does it all. And he puts the team on his back, and uh, when they need him, he always comes up with big plays. Just not yesterday, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and give the running backs a grade. Um, I don't know. Uh, can I give him an incomplete? Can I give him an I? No, you get an F. <laughs> mm, uh, F. You fumbled again. You guys fumble every week. You know what sucks about that though? P. Ron actually came out like he was ready to be aggressive. Like the first run, he ran like he was good. Right, he came out with some attitude. I was like, okay, P. Ron, they get him yeah. back involved, and then you just lay as the ball a group, run. they have fumbled every week this season. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's been damn near every week. Mm. So y'all get an F. I'm tired of the fumbles, man. I don't care if we average two yards a carry. Why are we fumbling? Why? Yeah, we fumble that, every week. Every week. Yeah, man. That that's the cardinal sin, man. And and for. Piran, uh, God, I mean, I know he's got to be sick. I, mm-hmm. I had yet to get an explanation to what happened on that play. It looked like he wasn't expecting to get the ball. It looked like he almost thought it was play action because he closed his arms when it was time to receive. He kept it, you know, and he ran the ball right into his forearms and fumbled it. But, um, yeah, man, he hasn't played in two weeks, hasn't seen the field at all in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he gets in the game, he has a seven-yard run, and then the next play he fumbles. It's, I don't know, man. But, yeah. F. Well, just uh, I guess I'm gonna give him a D plus just because <laughs> Kelly crossed the paint twice. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I give him credit. Really... I mean, two one year plunges. I mean, I'm I mean, gonna... like, but Paul, like I said, we've been stuffed many times on the goal line. Right. Hey, where we set where we settled for field goals. So I mean, I'm just glad we got across the paint. Shout to Ryan Anderson playing fullback, man. That hey, was a, that was a cool wrinkle to see. Roll tight. Hey, and you need to get him on the field, man, because he's second round pick. He hasn't been getting a, a ton of reps on defense just because the guys in front of him playing so well. But um, you know you were down uh, your usual fullback. Now it's Paul yesterday. And, uh, you know, he filled in. I, I don't know how effective he was on those lead blocks, but it's nice to know you can put him out there when you need it. Hey, put a physical body in front of Kelly, man. We punched it in. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Yep, most definitely. But overall, running backs, D+. Plus. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the wide receivers, and we can throw our tight ends in there as well. Uh, Dotson. Hey, Josh Dotson. That man, Dotson. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm just so boosted because I really think yesterday was the beginning of something really, really great. And I, I think that hopefully I'm right when I say that he'll be seeing the lion's share of the targets moving forward. I hope I'm, so. I'm praying. <laughs> Cliff, I hear you. I hear that. you, Cliff. I hear you, Cliff. But I'm just, we got to be hopeful. I know where you're about to take it, Cliff, but we got to be hopeful. Hey, old man Vern still doing it, lead the team in catches and yards, had six for 72. Uh, Brian Quick. His first real extensive action of the season had three for 49, including that clutch, clutch catch where he got blasted clutch. by Cam Chancellor on, on that final drive. Great Ryan Grant made an appearance. The one criticism of Ryan Grant, and I know that I turned this into a no slander zone on this podcast with Ryan Grant. The one 
thing I will say about him is on that drive, when you're trying to bleed clock, and he goes out of bounds, it almost looked like he didn't know what to do with himself. He caught the pass. He was like, I'm not used to this much running room. What do I do here? And he goes out of bounds. I'm like, no, dog, you're trying to bleed the clock. Just slide oh, right whatever. there, take a knee, whatever. But whatever. I, I can't really criticize him. Like, like, you know. It's fine. It's I mean, fine. it's nitpicking, but it, yeah, it, in the, actually, in the it moment, would have helped yeah. Cliff to, to keep the ball in bounds, keep the clock running. But, I mean, it is what it is. At least he made the catch. Yeah, in the moment, I, I'm sure that I probably would be like, what do I do here? And you probably just, you know, regular procedure. You're not really thinking about it's time to get out of bounds, but you are you got to have that kind of awareness. But he, he probably saw Wagner and Chancellor coming like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, it's a fair criticism. Yeah. Just whatever. Like, good he catch. Caught it. Yeah. He caught it. He caught it. I'll take it. He caught it. Hey, prior, had an, uh, after a week of not catching any passes, two for 17, and uh, another clutch play was drawing that pass interference that put the ball on, on the mm-hmm. on uh, the one-yard line first and goal on that first touchdown. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the receivers had a pretty decent day. I mean, I don't think that they were scared at all of the Bonds Legion of Doom. Even without Earl Thomas, they are a very good okay. secondary, and I think Let's, that they – Okay, can we – I mean, I do actually mean to cut you off. You can edit that. My thing is, if Earl Thomas isn't there, Mm -hmm. then they aren't the Legion of Boom anymore. He's the best player on their team. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, they want to put the Legion of Doom. I mean, I guess some guy named Shaq Griffin's in the Legion of Boom now. Weak link. Expose Uh, him. Nah, if Earl Thomas isn't out there, then you aren't the same secondary. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And I guarantee because it doesn't throw that ball on, on that play to Doxon if Earl Thomas is out there playing center field. Probably you know, not. It's like whatever. And it's, you know, everybody's got injuries, so it's like whatever. But I, I've been hearing it since, well, you go in there against the Legion of Boom, it's like, <laughs> but Earl Thomas wasn't there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the same. Hey, that, that uh, pass interference that Pryor drew, that was on Sherman, right? It yeah. was. I got to give Kirk credit for actually throwing it that way because I damn sure did not think Kirk would throw it at Sherman at all. Yeah, it was a well-thrown pass, too. If, if he doesn't mm-hmm. maul prior, it hits him right to his hands, it's going to be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Do you get credit? I mean, my question while you're throwing it Apparently, I'm a hater, so I'm just trying to give a little bit of credit Yo, for this is how going at him. This is how you know I look mean? at it, okay? If you think our receivers stink, <laughs> right? Let's say if someone thinks our receivers stink. Which people do. And we know they tend, you know, to say about Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that you would target these receivers versus Richard Sherman mm-hmm. seems kind of stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes or no? Yep. Because he actually should have picked off a pass. Because that pass to Docs initially picked off. Early in the game, yep. Um, he got the pass interference. And then the other the Doxon catch on Sherman, that wasn't even intended for Doxon. There's no <laughs> way that ball is intended for him. No, so. that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was not intended. For Yo, prior was prior jumped like where in the hell is that ball going? <laughs> so, yeah, no. Listen, prior is not a bad player. I don't care what anybody tells me. No, and we need to go search these people's tweets from August when they were telling us he was going to the Pro Bowl, and then November they say want to they want to cut him. People are like we should extend him now. That was people, in July when people saw prior at training camp. Now all of a sudden you want to get rid of him. Come on, man. Yo, Brian Quick. I like him. He played well yesterday. It's Paul's guy. No, it's I, not. I, 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 he's he's actually up. not Paul's guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he 
He shut me up. Hey, anybody who heard last week's podcast said that why is he active when he does nothing? Well, you know, he played and he played a lot and he made the plays. No, Brian so Cox made plays up. in the NFL though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just not he's not flashy league. enough for people. Let you know, like Ryan, yeah. like Ryan Grant, they don't get enough credit because they're not flashy. Yeah, like but Brian the- Quicks made plays in the league, man. Mm-hmm. He made a great adjustment on that catch. It's a great adjustment. Sure was, man. It took a mean hit from Cam Chancellor. Yeah, like, I give I give these guys a B. Good work. Made some tough catches. There weren't a whole lot of opportunities. <laughs> No, there weren't. There just hey, like, I hear you. in, in I hear the you. course of the game. There absolutely, weren't. absolutely. Like, even for the, even for you know, you're going against Richard Sherman, so one side of the field is pretty much avoided. Mm-hmm. And the main target was Vernon Davis. He led. The, he had nine targets yesterday. So sure did. Vernon had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Hey, Vernon's still a good player, man. Yes, he is. Old man Vernon. So yeah, I give, I give him a B. I'm going to give him a B-plus just for the simple fact that my man came down with that bomb, man. Kirk threw it up, and he caught it. People said he can't catch. Well, goddammit, he came down with it. Like, who the fuck thinks this guy can't catch? They say he can't catch, and he can't get separation. He can't catch because he didn't catch a diving pass. So the the Dallas pass was another diving pass. Mm -hmm. The Kansas City play. Like, this is what we're determining, whether you can catch Mm -hmm. a ball or not? Yep. Are these people serious, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're very serious. But I'm going to give them a B plus, man. I thought the receivers played well. Obviously, it's tough to play against Seattle. Yes, they were missing Earl Thomas, but I thought they played well, man. Yeah. I'm going to give them a B plus. Yeah, one of the plays that we didn't even mention yesterday is on that first touchdown drive, uh, Kirk made a really good throw. He got blasted by Bobby Wagner and put it right on the money. To Ryan Grant. That's another okay. really good okay. play that I need to, to bring up and I'm mention. About to, I, see, now I'm about to sign a Kirk Hater. He did get blasted. He threw the ball. That ball was not on the money. Which what, which play are we talking about? He's talking about, the, he's talking about the play that Ryan Grant reached and yeah. caught it. Cam no, Chancellor, was, yeah. Chancellor thought he was about to pick the ball off. Yeah, yeah. In fact, had the ball been accurate, Chancellor probably would have killed Ryan Grant. <laughs> Like, Chancellor didn't try to kill Ryan Grant because he thought he was about to have an interception. Ryan Grant made a hell of a catch. Mm-hmm. That's for the Ryan Grant haters, by the way. All he, does, all, all he does is catch the ball, but he sucks. But th- that's the whole thing. You got to give guys a chance to make a play. You don't have to throw completely accurate passes every time. No one's asking you to be Aaron Rodgers, man. He threw, the ball was not the, the greatest ball. He made a catch. Mm-hmm. That's why they are there. Well, Grant not, had th- three targets. I'm sorry, three targets, three catches, 39 yards. So it looks. I think he did his job yesterday yeah, for every so, opportunity that he got. Yeah, Kirk got blessed on that play, but he put the ball in the area and his receiver made a play. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they're getting paid to do is make plays, man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be throwing no damn screens all game like we're fucking Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anno- like, oh, we, our old linemen aren't healthy, so we can't throw screens. What are we? What are you, Chip Kelly? It's crazy, man. Like, what? What? This is the NFL, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Paul. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B plus, B plus for the wide receivers. Uh, good day. I mean, good, good, solid day. They, uh, it was rainy out. 
I know I'm, uh, I'm giving excuses for him. It was rainy out. It, it was rainy. It was, out. It, was, it was windy. It was windy. It was windy. Hashtag. It, it was windy. windy. Nah, was, but nah, they played well. You could tell it was windy because b- both guys, both QBs, had passes that were just dying when they were throwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure did. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the offensive line. Uh, you know, it's gonna be hard, tough to grade them because you know they had gave up six sacks. And the running game wasn't much, but all things considered, considering who they're going against, and considering that four of these guys, well, I'm sorry, three of them weren't even on the roster as of a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. I mean, None. they they were they were fine. They were they were fine. They were they did enough to get us a win that we needed. So, uh, I'll start off by giving them. I mean, the six sacks that that's a lot. So, and I, like Cliff said, all that's not on them. Some of them are on the quarterback, but I'm gonna be minus. Whoa. I mean, we we point out that we're pointing out the six sacks, but like you just said, these guys have only been together some for a couple of days, some for a couple of weeks. Like you're going into the twelfth man, playing against Seattle, an aggressive defense and the loudest crowd in the league. There's going to be some, there's going to be some missed assignments. But for the situation they walked into, man, they played good for me. They gave Kirk enough time to make plays. You got to, you got to, you got to make plays. You got to throw the ball down the field. You got to give your playmakers an opportunity. And I felt like the O line played well enough. I'll give him a B minus. You guys are out of your mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> look. Mind you, Cliff, we only had Morgan Moses. Not nah, so the original starting five. Ain't nobody grading you on curves out here. You're on the field. These are backups. I don't TJ care Clements. if your backups are not. You're in my classroom. I have to grade you like I grade everybody else. I'm sorry. I'm not lowering the bar for you. This is. I um I look at it like this. The Seahawks' line was pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> they were very bad. But that's they, their starting five. We didn't have our starting five. Exactly. Exactly. You still get a D. Mm, Jesus. We averaged two yards a carry, man. But we've been averaging two yards a carry since Gruden got here. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not <laughs> I'm true. Si- I'm sizing. I'm sizing. <laughs> I'm just saying we averaged two yards a carry. Um, the protection wasn't great. Uh, T.J. Clemens. I mean, listen, they had their they like it wasn't a complete disaster. I'm not giving you a B. Minus. I sort of look at like, like I said at the beginning, this is what Russell has to play behind every week of his life. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you get a D plus. Oh my goodness! Listen, harsh. What do you guys mean, harsh? I mean, okay. they went into Seattle and They're got backups. a win, Cliff. That's no, a tough, they, they did not that's a tough, get that's a, a win. That's a tough front to play against. I don't give a damn. You didn't get a win because of the old line. We need, Look, let's say there's a bad student in class. The bad student in the class doesn't get great on the curve because he's a bad student. A D is a D. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Will we give him a B because they stink? No plus, no D plus. <laughs> Um, nah, I don't think they played that great. I, I don't think they were abject disaster. They're like a bad NFL offensive line. So are the other teams all line. You get a D. Mm. <laughs> you as well as me. Like, I don't know. You got a D. You guys, seen the, you guys seen the Bengals all line? They're pretty bad too. They're garbage. Like, they're bad all lines in the league. That's why, like, the idea that you have a bad all line out there, it's not the end of the world. 
everybody doesn't have two top five picks in their O line like we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? That's not the normal world of things for people. So, a D. Sorry, right. guys. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's go ahead and move to the D line. And um, I want to give a quick shout out to the guys that filled in yesterday. Troy McLean, huge sack on that last play of the game before the Hail Mary. Yep. Huge sack. Mm-hmm. Stacey McGee plays ass off. Anthony Lanier. Hey, yep. I, I got to give him a loud ass hand clap for that because my man, Anthony Lanier. <laughs> what a great play, man. Every time. Yep. That you saw Russell scramble out of the pocket, which was pretty much every play yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was right on his ass. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just a great effort by him. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a guy that we all looked to in the summer and, and said we need more from Anthony Lanier. And obviously, with the emergence of Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis, he hasn't gotten the chances that maybe some people think he d- deserves. Mm-hmm. But when he was called upon, played great. Uh, just, uh, I can't say enough about him. Great job. Great job by him. What grade you giving him? Uh, D-line. Uh, see, I can't put a lot of the rush yards. I gave him 148, but a lot of that was just Russ making plays on his own. So, uh, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Everybody on the defense gets an A for me, but obviously we're going to break it down by group. So, D-line, I'm going to tell you right now, they get an A. Period. They were there. Russell did not win the game with his feet because most cases I before this game even started I just knew Russell was going to run all over us left and right and at some point we were going to break down and he was just going to win the game D-line pressured him behind that shit old line that he has they were in his face they made plays we didn't have Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls looking like world beaters nope. D-line bald man we're missing Ionitis people are forgetting it. we're missing our two top interior linemen who were causing problems for everybody when they were starting. We're missing talent. McGee, McLean, Lanier, everybody up front, they balled their ass off. They get an A for me, period. Sorry, Cliff, you might not give them an A, but God damn it, they get an A for me. Uh, see, I think it's what's funny is if you thought about our team in like July, You'd have been thinking about McGee and McLean as starters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We didn't know Ionis was going to be this good. And actually, let's go to before the draft, right? So before we get Jonathan Allen, we didn't know we were going to get Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. We didn't know Ionis was going to be this key player. We thought it was going to be McGee and McLean, mm-hmm. Ziggy Hood. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Shout out to Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, big ups to Ziggy Hood. Go so, ahead. and then we thought Lanier would be in there. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we saw yesterday was the old line, the defensive line we thought we were going to have in mid May, right? Like before the draft, mm-hmm. and they played well, played their ass off. Right? This is what happens when you have depth on your team. Mm-hmm. Every time you have injuries, shouldn't it be the end of your season. And we and these and we had guys out in two our two biggest free agent signs on defense. Well, two of our biggest free agent signs on defense or the guys that stepped in for them. Played their asses off. They played well. So, they get an A from me. You hold any team to zero points. Zero, well, I guess two points. But, yeah, but we know where the two points came from, right? But mm-hmm. The Seahawks didn't score for three quarters. At home. And, yeah, they missed field goals. 
because you signed Blair Walsh for reasons I don't understand. But <laughs> that would have still been nine points. So you hold a team to nine points for three quarters. You've done a great job, in my opinion. So again, they yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to the linebackers. And um, I'm gonna start by saying this. Go ahead, say it. I know where you're going. <laughs> I know where you're going. The best player on the field yesterday. No disrespect to Russell Wilson. The best player on the field yesterday was Bobby Wagner. He mm-hmm. is. It was my first time watching him in a really extended game, just focusing on him. And he is everything. He is Savage. for my money the best middle linebacker in the league. Not named. Levant, uh, I said Levante David, not Levante David, <laughs> Luke Keekley, wrong division, or well, same division, wrong team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second best player on the field last night was Zach Brown, mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. I, we say this every week. This is becoming a reoccurring theme on this podcast. We need to have a Zach Brown segment every single podcast because it's incredible. Just making plays all over the field, just making almost every damn tackle, just uh, flushing Russell Wilson out of the pocket. Being that guy who can go side on the sideline that can contain him because mm-hmm. the defense two years ago, shit, the defense last year, Russell takes that 77 yards rushing and makes it an easy 144. Easy. Yep. Yeah, just mm-hmm. doubles up. Just, But uh, I don't know. I can't say enough about him. And another guy I wanted to do a special shout-out to, Junior Gillette. I don't know if he had registered a sack yesterday. Actually, I know that he didn't. He was flying around. He was flying around. He was in Russ's face the entire damn day. Will Compton, a guy that has been shit on a lot on this podcast. And a lot I'm on one of them. I'm one of them. I'll admit it. I'm yeah, one of them. I'll, hey, we have said things about Will Compton might not be too complimentary, and I don't think any of that is unwarranted. I mean, clearly Mason Foster and Zach Brown were better options going into the season, but he filled in in his first start of the season with no spate, no Mason Foster to back him up, played every single down yesterday. He was the only defensive player to play every single down. Had a cl- uh, clutch pick. Should have had two more. Could have had two more. But, uh, yeah, just a great effort by them. I'm going to give the middle linebackers. They're going to A, too. They were um, incredible yesterday. Hey, man, you just said it all. And I'm going to keep saying this. I'm, I've asked you guys several times, at what point are we going to sign Zach Brown? I mean, obviously for him, it would probably be better for him to wait till the offseason to see what the money would look like possibly oh, yeah. from other teams. Most definitely. He's, he's breaking the bank. As far as I'm concerned, January. we need to make sure he does not leave Ashburn, Virginia, because – this is kind of like when we picked up London Fletcher as a free agent, and he just made an immediate impact on his defense. Zach Brown is sideline to sideline for 60 minutes. And on that last drive when he was spying Russell, I don't know the last time we had a linebacker that could have done that. Zach Brown. We'll go ahead and say it. never. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, it, it, it's, it's true, though, Cliff. It, 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 it's crazy, man. But. I, I can praise Zach all day. I got to give Compton some credit because he, he had a hell of a game, man. Will had a hell of a game. Spate played well before he got hurt, but Will Compton stepped up yesterday. He played his ass off. A. A across the board for the linebackers. A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have said everything. It's, you know, <laughs> um... We just look so much faster. Yep. No. It's always been a problem on our defenses. We've been slow as shit. Mm-hmm. It's at a, especially linebacker. And uh, look, Compton had a pick. Mm-hmm. We, if you think of that game, like the, the plays they got in the passing game were mainly on those uh, deep crossing routes to Baldwin. I think he caught like three of those. 
other than that, guys just weren't open. And I think everybody gets credit for that. So, mm-hmm. and Zach Brown, obviously, he's everywhere all the time. Savage. Um, Preston Smith, but he had a good game. Junior Gillette. Again, I, if we got to play against O lines like that every week, woof. Yeah, <laughs> right. Team, man. I'll tell you that much because that O line, I don't even know how Russ is alive playing behind that every week. <laughs> um, yeah, they get an A. They get an A. You guys said everything. All right. Let's talk about defensive backs. And I'm going to start this off by saying they're going to get my first A plus of the season. They get an A plus. If I can give up better than A plus, I would. Because just talking about three DBs, I, I don't know, man. Can y'all tell me the last time we had this kind of depth at cornerback? Nope. Can't tell you. I don't remember. You have Josh Norman, who was an alpha dog as dog. number one. You have Brillen, who's having his best career. He's having a career year. And you have Kendall Fuller, who some fans wanted out of here after year one. And <sighs> now he might be a top five slot cornerback in this NFL. Rising star. You have Moreau, who hasn't played much, but, you know, you haven't needed him. So he has a bright future. And you have Dunbar. I don't know if y'all heard what Gruden said about Dunbar today. He said that he has the makings of being an elite corner in this mm-hmm. league. And he, he flashes it. I can see moments where he could be a very, very, very good cornerback for this team moving forward. Not just a guy who fills in when you need him. Uh, D'Angelo Hall, man. Just, just think about how hard this is. Mm-hmm. You're 32 years old. Your body's banged up. You've had three major injuries in the past four years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played in over a year, coming off a torn ACL. Yep. To step into that fire mm-hmm. and play free safety, which remember, that's not his original position. He nope. is playing that only for like the fifth time in like his career. Mm-hmm. And to make so many plays, he returned punts. PFF actually gave him the highest score of any Redskin yesterday. Mm. Incredible. Incredible. Just. Oh, man, it's so good to have him back, and I think that a lot of Russians fans, and I'm one of them that were a little bit nervous having him back because he didn't know he had left. I think now we know he has a lot left to offer this team. So, great having him back. You needed him, especially with Monte Nicholson out. DJ Swearinger, again, had another great game. He actually had a really good game after, mm-hmm. like, two up-and-down weeks versus Philly and versus Dallas. Mm-hmm. A-plus. Just all across the board, totally content with their efforts yesterday. A-plus. I mean, <laughs> you said everything, man. I got to start it off with Kendall Fuller, just for the simple fact that's one of my guys. He's healthy, and he's playing his ass off, bro. He's playing his ass off. He was in the slot playing his ass off. That play he made was remnants of the Super Bowl play that Malcolm Butler made. Mm-hmm. That tells you, for one, he's healthy. Two, he's he's watching. He's got to be watching film because he read that. He knew that was coming before the ball was mm-hmm. even snapped, I feel like. Like, yep. that's – the way Fuller broke on that ball, that that's an elite talent, man. He was a first-round talent coming into the draft before we drafted him, but he had an injury. Redskins Nations was shitting on him because he was getting cooked in a slot by the likes of Cole Beasley, for example. But like we said, he was coming off major knee surgery, and we threw him, in, he, we threw him to the wolves. The kids had a full year <laughs> – he looks absolutely like a stud in the slot. I might be. I'm not trying to size it. I'm just gonna let keep letting him ball out because right now he looks like he's gonna be a problem. Breland, I can't say enough because the whole Redskins nation was dogging him. He was mixtape king in the off season, dropping mixtapes like he was fad. 
he he wasn't focused, we thought, but Breland is having a career year so far. I hope he keeps it up because I just want him to be here. He's balling his ass off, and I feel like the likes of Swearinger and Norman, the way they play this game is starting to rub off on Breland. Josh Norman, I mean, <laughs> what what can you say? What, that what tackle, can that, I say? That, that tackle he made on Thomas Ross. Let, for the people to understand, Josh Norman is like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, a buck 80, dripping wet. Josh slight. Norman? Yeah, he's like, he's really, he's real like, I feel like. Cliff. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his exact measurements, but let's be honest. Thomas Rawls, most cases, a cornerback. Six for 190, but that was a great tackle. I mean, yeah, yeah okay. I'm sizing it. But with that said. I think you're talking about Josh Wilson. My... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Sorry, Josh Wilson. But that tackle he made on Rawls, man, a lot of people don't make that tackle. And that was a crucial tackle on third and one, man. Not, even, not just his coverage, just his attitude. Him and Swearinger. I just think they've just completely changed the culture. They changed the attitude of this defense. And last but not least, D. Hall, that's my guy. He came here in 2008. Rescue's Nation has been shitting on him the last two years because obviously the injuries, he's starting to wear down. We threw him into the fire yesterday. He was just activated on Saturday. Has not played a down all year. Hasn't really played a down in quite some time. Right. And played his ass off, man. Like, D Hall, you <laughs> A plus, man. A plus. I gotta follow you, Paul. A plus. Yeah, it, it was great because Hall because Hall was out there. You got to play Swearinger at Strong more. Mm-hmm. I mean, three corners. Like I said yesterday, if there's a team that has th- uh, three corners better than ours, mm-hmm. I'd like I'd like to know what team that is. I would have said Denver I before don't... they got dogged by once yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but even uh, their outside guy is it, is it Roby? I don't even think it's yeah. Roby anymore. Uh, that guy's not better than Breland. No, nope. Right, like Talib is very good. Chris Harris, those guys are good, but we have three. You know what I'm saying? Like those three, I'm, I'm confident with them versus any group of receivers. Right, and then Swearinger, look. They were dogging Russell, two weeks ago, Cliff. They were dogging Swearinger. Yeah, because yeah, it's almost like you're not allowed to have bad games. Mm-hmm. It was Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is a good player. Mm-hmm. Like that's like like if Zach Ertz cooks a lot of safeties, man. Weekly. So I, I can't trip off the fact that one of the best tight ends in the league gave you a hard night. You know that's not that's nothing to, for me to be worried about. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have Monte Nicholson out there. Nope. D'Angelo Hall coming out coming straight out out there. My man's doing punt returns. Like. <laughs> Thought he was at V Tech for a second. Right. So, <laughs> nah, they were they were great, man. They were, man. And if not for the fact that Russell was able to move that much, they would have. I don't think they would have ever moved the ball. Frankly, I think the reason they were able to move the ball is because Russell could move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The coverage was so good. There was no there was nowhere to go with the ball. Uh, Doug Baldwin's a good player. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. And that matchup with Fuller, I mean, Fuller picked one off, man. He jumped mm-hmm. that route, picked it off. That guy's turning into a just a quality player. Like, mm-hmm. I, that is the strength of our team Yep. at the moment. Those three guys are out there. I know they're not healthy. I don't think um, Breland's probably not 100%, right? Uh, 
Nope. Norman's coming off punctured lungs and fractured mm-hmm. ribs, so they're the strength of the team. And that was a hell of a tackle on Rawls, man. Hell of a tackle. That was a hell of a tackle. Sorry, Josh, for saying you five nine, baby. I apologize about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him now. He's like, "Dang, I'm five nine. <laughs> He's gonna hop in the mentions tomorrow and cook me up the same way he cooked up my globe on today. Did y'all see that? What? Oh man, Gwilvon and and Josh Wilson. Uh, Josh Wilson. Cause see, you ever call him Josh Wilson? <laughs> Josh Norman. He gives. He never gives. He never likes to give them credit for anything. I don't know if it's because his bears stink. <laughs> he hates. Well, he hates. He hates the hell out of Trubisky. I tell you that much. I'm pulling it Wilbon, up. Man. He an old crew munching, man. I thought Wilbon used to ride for the city, man. But he just he hates the skins. Oh no, he hates Snyder. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh, wait. <laughs> Here's the tweet. All right. Mm. So, Wilbon said, if officials are going to throw guys out of games for dirty play, then Josh Norman should have been gone for the day with that horse collar tackle and cheap shot. To which Josh Norman said, said it's easy to call you who backslash what you really are, but I'll give you your pub. That's so beneath my bar. So, to you, thanks for reaching out. Thank you for your compliments, sir. K bye. Savage. <laughs> Jano. <Cooked> <laughs> hey, man. Um, no, nobody claps back better than Jano, man. Because on that play, Jimmy Graham grabbed Josh's face mask. So, I mean, I'm not condoning Josh slashing Jimmy across his ribcage with his fist, but. Nah, that, that, the horse collar play is a dangerous play. It's, it, no, I'm not, I'm not denying that, Cliff. I'm not denying that. But what Jimmy did was also dirty, too. I'm not saying one's worse than the other. I mean, it's football. Shit happens. Right. Oh, it's football. One one last thing I'll say about this secondary and this defense. How happy do you think they are to have the Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson portion of their schedule pretty much done with? Like three straight weeks against three straight quarterbacks that extend plays, that can make plays on the run, that will just torment your contained guys. Now you're back to good old Case Kingdom. Thank goodness. <laughs> Good old. Hey, hey, you, say, hey, you say that now. You say please, this shit now. Please, please don't let Case come out here though. For Case Keenum go nineteen for twenty nine, <laughs> two eighty five and two tutties. Oh yeah, <laughs> trust me. <it'll> be the... <laughs> oh my gosh, please. Talk, no. Listen to this podcast right now. Talk about. Oh yeah, watch this. But no, nah, <laughs> just it's infinitely harder to get rid of, get ready for a quarterback who can make plays on the run, and they've you've had three straight. Absolutely. So back to the good old Carson Palmer's of the world. <laughs> Shot at Carson, damn! Hey man, we gotta play Drew Brees in a couple weeks, man. I don't even want to think that far. I got can. You can do some things in the pocket. Uh, nah, we're defense, on the Minnesota defense. Defense played great, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really did. Mm-hmm. We turned about, the, we turn the ball early in the game. Please. Give a shit about y'all. Uh, no. up, but we gave up 437 yards. The people Yo. said the defense gave up 437 yards. This is yeah, for any. A lot of penalties. Defense didn't play that well. That's Defense did. Uh, see, I had a lot of penalties. Whose problem is that? Whose problem or fault is it that you had penalties? Mm-hmm. Look, I got bad news for people. If you still look at yards <laughs> as your barometer. It's crazy, man. You need to get out of the city. They put yards in, like, newspapers in the 50s, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if that's the, the way you still look at it, then I don't trust your football accurately. If you want to tell me about yardage? Mm-hmm. They had three field. They, they had one red zone appearance in the whole game. Mm-hmm. All right, 
Like, well, they had 400 yards, Cliff. It's like, yo, they kicked three field goals. Not None of the field goals were actually, I think there was one from 39. The other ones were 40 plus. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, they had two points <laughs> going into the fourth quarter. You want to talk, what about the yards? Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> well okay, who can watch that game and be like, well, look at the yards. Come on, man. Because they gave up yards. Not, Yo, not even mentioning the fact that we kept them out the end zone for three quarters, bro. We Russell fumbled. Wilson. We turned the ball over early on the Piran fumble. Mm-hmm. We got a safety. They had two points going in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We had two turnovers. Man, Wilson out there running for his life. Yep. You want to talk to me about some damn yards? It's crazy, man. They had 14 points. <laughs> Jeez. What about the yards, Cliff? <laughs> the voice like, is killing me. Because <laughs> I just I don't. like. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Who could criticize the fact that if I told you they were going to score 14 points yesterday, would you have been like, well, Cliff, how many yards did they have? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, man. I feel, I feel like Russell Westbrook right now. Like, what? <laughs> nah, that, that, that's the Chappelle joke. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's absurd. You're talking to me about yards right now? Like, what do you want them to do, man? You're talking to me about yards. We're talking about yards, not points. <laughs> How many yards do they have? That's the fantasy life people living in, man. It's, it's, it's messing up everybody's mindset when it comes to football, man. Yeah. It's that fantasy football shit. Mm-hmm. Talking to me about some damn yards. Well, Russell Wilson gave me 16 points in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. <something. laughs> what? Damn, about no yards, man. Oh, Our defense man. played great yesterday. They balled. They played their asses off, man. In Seattle. They, in Seattle. And the funny thing is, they've been doing. Our special teams was terrible, again, as usual. Yeah, our man. offense put them in bad situations again. Mm-hmm. They gave our offense two turnovers. Our offense did nothing with them. Nothing. Again, two three and outs. Cowboys game. They caused a turnover on the first play of the damn game. You <laughs> gave them nothing. Eagles game. Didn't they cause a turnover in the first, early in the Eagles game too? Yeah, first drive. Interception, yep. first drive. Yep. Sure you did. gave them nothing. So when the fuck are you guys going to chip it? <laughs> because if you had told me we would get to this point and our defense was better than our offense, because our defense is better than our offense. Clear as day they are. Well, well but get Cliff Trent Williams isn't playing. It's always something. Yep. Never satisfied. So, so so sick of this. It's <laughs> like, how could you watch that defense and tell me about some damn yardage? I've had people tell me that I gave the defense too much credit for the win yesterday. I'm like, so who the hell should be getting credit for the win yesterday? <laughs> too much credit for the win in a game that they gave up 12 points. <laughs> That's that warm logic. Oh, man. <laughs> you gave up t- well, a football game where you scored 17 points. Mm-hmm. 
How many games have we, we won in the Gruden Cousins era with 17 points? <laughs> Not a lot. I'm going to um, go on a, on a limb here and say zero, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you win, when you score 17 points and win home or away, and then you tell me the offense is the reason you won. It's crazy, man. You don't know shit about football. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Roger Mayweather. I'm like, you don't know shit about boxing. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me after a 17-14 game that the offense wanted for us, for us, you don't know a goddamn thing about football. I don't understand it. Yeah, 14 damn points. 14 points. You want to talk to me about the 250? So let me get this straight. (laughs) We gave up 400. Uh huh. And you want to tell me that the defense did that bad? Our offense put up 250, and you want to talk to me about the quarterback. Well, it was injuries. Got it. Right. right. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It is crazy. <laughs> Shit doesn't make no damn sense. None whatsoever, but whatever. All right, so we're at the midway point of the season. The wrestlings are 4-4, four and four, eight behind this, eight to go. Let's go back and give our midseason review of this team and our predictions moving forward. Let's talk about our win-loss prediction moving forward, and let's give them a mid-season grade. We'll start with the offense, defense, and new special teams. Corey, why don't you start us off? I mean, well, as far as the record is concerned, before the season started, I put us at 9-7. and seven. We're at the midway mark, and we're 4-4. Four four. We got games coming up. Obviously, Vikings, they lost Bradford. Drew Brees is going to be tough. We got two, back, two games with the Giants who look absolutely pathetic. Dallas will not have Zeke. We got to go to L.A., which is really not a home home game for the Chargers. It might be more Redskins fans there than Chargers fans. A Carson Palmerless Arizona and a Denver team that still has no quarterback. My early season prediction was nine and seven, and I still think we can reach that nine and seven mark. I think we might even be able to improve it and get to ten and six if all goes well as far as us getting healthy, and if we can keep a little momentum going as far as getting deep plays to the likes of the Dotsons, Priors, Crowders, get a healthy read back. I'm, I can lower my expectation of nine and seven, but I, I can kind of, I think we could possibly win one more game and possibly 10 and six, but it's all going to come down to basically the health of the team. I, I'm going to bump it up one. I'm going to say, I think this team can finish 10 and six. Yep, I'm um, gonna go ahead and stick with uh, nine seven. I'm actually more tempted to say eight and eight, to be honest. Mm. Why, Cliff? Why? Why would you say that though? Because I'm not gonna get carried away with yesterday's game. But I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not basing it on yesterday's game because I actually chalked up yesterday's game as an L, and the fact that we won that game. Looking at the the final eight that we have, there's there's some winnable games on this schedule, man. Right, right. But a lot of poor quarterbacks that we're going to see. Yeah, but I think for me, I look at it like I still now don't have any trust in this offense. I mean, I can't. I for me, that hasn't really changed, and uh, I kind of look at the same way I did after that. The the Philly Eagles, the, sorry, the Eagles Cowboys back to back losses. That was tough. So. I'm not changing. Uh, I'm going to go nine and seven, but look, you want to make the playoffs, you're gonna need ten wins. So mm-hmm. that's yep. gonna that's the real. Both teams that are currently in the wild card, the Panthers, and I believe 
Dallas have six and five wins respectively. So you have to imagine that ten wins is the baseline. Like nothing, any less than ten wins ain't gonna get done. And ten wins might not even get it done. Right. But for for our situation, we don't play Carolina. So what we probably would like to see is to have Carolina win their division, and we need to beat the Saints to have the tiebreaker on the Saints. Yep. I mean, I know I'm looking a little ahead, but I mean, um, since see, we don't play them, see the, the the issue here is that it's looking like if you look at the the standings, it's starting to look like, if you, with the exception of Minnesota, that these are the best QBs in the conference, right? Mm-hmm. All the teams that are in the running. So we're going against, you know, we're four and four. The Falcons are four and four. And I mean, Matt Ryan's look like crap at times, but that's the reigning MVP. Definitely, you got Cam Newton, the MVP from a couple of years before. Super Drew game. Brees, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. Like this is who we're competing for with that playoff spot. So there are no, there are no teams that are in that playoff running that aren't that we don't think should be there, kind of thing. Right. There's no one there that's like. Oh, they're not that good. It's like, nah, these teams are pretty good. And if we're going to make the playoffs, it's because we're actually a really good team. And it's possible. I mean, I haven't looked at schedules. It's possible it could take 11 wins. Who knows? Because the AFC is terrible. Mm-hmm. Right? The AFC is really bad. Yeah. So, I don't know who's. I don't know who has the South. Who plays the South, the AFC South in our, in our conference? The AFC South. <sighs> NFC West. NFC West. Oh, well, I guess that's okay. Because, I mean, that means the Seahawks are definitely going to be in there. Rams. So, it's hard. It's uh, I have a hard time seeing us making the playoffs because 10 wins is a lot. And we can I know we can just be like, well, we're going to beat the Chargers. Like, the Chargers are not a bad team. No, not at all. Um, not at all. We have the Giants twice. The Giants have packed it in. Officially uh, packed it in. That Cowboys game... It's going to be tough. And then we got to look at division losses. So, I don't know. On the bright side, we're going to get to face Drew Stanton and Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. in the season. So, Right. We do have that going. Along with us. Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch. We get to face Brock, <laughs> get to face Brock Osweiler. That's good. That's good. Eli twice. Well, McAdoo said apparently Eli might be holding uh, the clip. Might be holding a clipboard, so please. Is, is McAdoo out of his mind? Is McAdoo all, trying to get fired? I think he is. So by all means, Ben McAdoo, please. Whoever is the backup for the Giants, because I really don't know, nor do I care, please. Geno Smith. Put him in. That's your man. Why are they doing this to Geno? That seems like they're sabotaging Geno. They're trying to get Geno out of the league. Maybe McAdoo wants to get fired. Why? He'll never be a head coach ever again in his life. I don't know, man, but I, I don't he, understand. Unless, unless, he, unless he coaches his stepson's peewee football team my man's never been gonna be a head coach ever again mm. ever again <laughs> <laughs> but they packed it in they had 50 yesterday man mm-hmm. we're still doing defense to slow that offense down yep yeah definitely uh my prediction I'm, you had him at I, eight and eight I, right paul you had him at eight i had, eight. I had him eight and eight i did have him eight and eight and i think that before yesterday's win I might have stayed at eight or even been like seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a win. And I'm with Cliff. I'm not going to get carried away because if we're being honest with ourselves, we were lucky to win that game yesterday. I'm not going to apologize for it, but we were lucky to win that game. 
Yeah, and the Cardinals were also horrible. I mean, not the Cardinals. The Seahawks were terrible yesterday. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, they yeah, stunk. We'll take it, no doubt. But they did not play a good game. No, nope, all. sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on with them. They just – they're generally a very well-coached team by like Pete Carroll. They just – they were sloppy. They turned the ball over. A lot of penalties. Just shooting themselves in the foot every I, chance of guy. I mean, I guess it's not Pete Carroll's fault that Blair Walsh stinks, but um, – yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> I signed him. Why yeah. would you sign that kicker? That guy literally is the reason you won a playoff game because yep. he missed a tw- – uh, 25-yard field goal. Pathetic. Right. Would you ever sign him? I will say this. We can say they're, pro- they're properly coached, but their O-line has stunk, and some of that has to go on Tom Cable. He's been in the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, y- you can only <laughs> do so much. You can't turn every chicken shit into a chicken salad sandwich. I mean, Luke Jokel is your starting left guard. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But – Back to my prediction. I'm going to go ahead and, and lean towards the direction that Corey went. I'm going to go ahead and bump it up right now. <sighs> I said it today, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I don't want to get too crazy here, but I, I do think 10-6 is a possibility. I, I just think the way the offense is playing is not giving me much hope, but the way the defense is playing, and especially if you can get Matt Ioannidis back and possibly, possibly get Jonathan Allen back later in the season for a playoff push, you know, I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, like we mentioned, you get Case Keenum this week. The Vikings the mm-hmm. are 6-2, but he's not a quarterback that's scaring anybody. No. No. I mean, he's then playing good Drew. football, though. That he, he is. He's, be playing, noted. he's playing, good football. playing good football. He's playing good football, but has he played a defense as good as ours yet this season? I would have to look it up. I'm sh- Okay, let's not talk about our defense like – <laughs> let's slow down. Let's, 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 okay, okay. But I don't foresee. Fair enough. I feel what Paul's saying because I don't feel like Case Keenum's going to come out there and, and just dominate us. Right. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, but Vikings no just play sound football. By no means is it a a a sure W because they're six and two. No, they're, not they're one of the best teams in the conference. The two aren't they on a bye? Aren't they on a bye? They're all they're on a bye. They're going to come out healthy, but they do have to come here and and face our defense. It's not just them. I mean, their defense is great too. So we're going to have defense pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. True, true, true. But then you got to go see Drew Brees, and and they're also six and two. They're the second seed in in the conference right now. They're playing great football. But you know, I I'm just not that scared of the teams down the stretch. I mean, like you said, you got the Giants twice. You're gonna have a Zeke-less Cowboys team. You're gonna have the Chargers on the road. They may have packed it in. You're gonna have the Cardinals who have Drew Stanton. Denver with Brock Osweiler and or Trevor Simeon and or Paxton Lynch. I mean, none of those guys are, are scaring anybody on this team. I think that if the defense continues to play the way they've been playing, and I know that they've taken a lot of heat in these past couple weeks, but let's be real. They played Dak and, and Carson Wentz. Wentz might be the MVP this year. Dak may be a close second or third. Like These are good players. These are good-ass quarterbacks. Tom Brady died. What's going on with Tom Brady? He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're stamping Tom as the MVP already? That guy's the MVP of the league. His defense is yeah. terrible. They're yep. putting up points. You're the MVP. Tommy, I don't want to hear about no damn Carson Wentz playing behind no. that with that defense in that O line. Nah, I ain't trying to have that. They're not doing that. If they give Wentz the MVP over Brady, it, it, at the rate this is going, it will be sacrilegious. Damn, straight up, <laughs> sacrilegious. Straight up. Yes, you will literally be giving him the MVP based off of pure narrative, and nothing mm-hmm. else. But yeah, that doesn't happen in the NFL. <laughs> No, the be- is is he better than Tom Brady? No, of course no. not. Is he playing better than Tom Brady? Uh, no. I mean, I would argue. And how are you the MVP? Uh, 
Well, good point. That's what you say. Yeah, good point. <laughs> anyway, it's I just I think that the quarterbacks that we face down the stretch, outside of Dak and outside of Breeze, are not that great. I, I think that the Russians could put some pressure on these guys, especially these guys that aren't mobile. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you saw Prescott, you saw Wentz, and you saw uh, Russell Wilson in three straight weeks. These are guys who are going to make plays with their feet. Case Keenum ain't making no plays with his feet. No. <laughs> Drew Stan ain't going nowhere. He's staying Not right next pack behind that shitty old line. Case slinging that thing, though. Uh, he has been, but. Oh, go ahead, throw it, up, throw it up against our corners, Listen, Kate. I think the mistake you guys might be making is just assuming that we will beat the teams we're supposed to beat. Right? Because I, I know, obviously, our losses have been two to the Eagles and then Cowboys and Chiefs, so we've only lost the. Uh, uh, good teams, right? But mm-hmm. I think it would be a little, it would be a just a little strange to me to assume we are just going to beat all the bad teams left on our schedule, right? To just chalk those as W's. That's, I think that's what concerns me. Like, we have a lot of bad teams left. I don't think we're sweeping all those teams, right? Right. Um, yeah, but you could, like, for example, in my mind, I'm just saying, I think we'll lose to New Orleans, and I think we'll probably lose one of the games in December. I I, I don't know if it's going to be the Giants game. I hope it's the Giants game. That would be I'm not, a disaster. I wouldn't, I'm not stamping that we were losing to Drew, but that was definitely one of my yeah, I would, ones I had I, Yeah, well. in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you probably lose. I, I, I think you need to beat Dallas because they're not going to win a division, obviously, and they're occupying a wild card spot, so that has to be one of the wins. So I'm counting that as a win because you need to have it. Especially with them not having Zeke, who knows? Anything can happen. I think that they would lose to Drew in New Orleans. I think they lose another game, but um, that's not. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting there saying they're, they're going to sweep all the bad teams. I think they could lose to a bad team. I, I think no, they saying nine and seven. What? Um, uh, Denver, dude, the Chargers game. Don't sleep on that game. Uh, not at all. Like I, I feel like any game where the team, the other team, can put up points. Is a game I'd be worried about. That's that's how I look at it. And I, that charges offense. You catch them on the wrong week. They move the ball on you. And December is usually when Rivers plays pretty good balls. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if that ended up being a lot tougher game than you think. Plus, they got they got Joey Bosa, and Melvin Ingram. Those guys. I think they've been they have the most the highest sack duo in the league, right? Yep, mm-hmm. Bosa and Ingram. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have a hard time looking at the way that game went yesterday and being completely optimistic about our future. I feel you. Because I watched us win 17-14 versus a team that turned the ball over more than we did and committed 16 penalties and missed three field goals. So, we got the W, which is great because mm-hmm. it was there to be had. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are, uh, you know, you know they're going to be ready because they're always Zimmer always has them ready. Yep, and they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Your man so, Josh Dotson have a tough test next week against Xavier Rhodes. That's going to be probably the best well, cornerback he's. Why is he going against Xavier Rhodes? Why is he against Xavier Rhodes? We can keep him away from Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's not following around. Mm-hmm. Like you talking about the best guy? He just went against Sherman. Mm-hmm. I said what right? I said, man. 
<laughs> oh, you said what you said? Oh, hey, man. Hey. Here we go. Oh, no. Here we wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think the best three cornerbacks in the league right now, playing right now, and there's no disrespect to Josh Norman, I would say Jalen Ramsey. I'd probably say Marshall Lattimore. And I'd say Xavier Rhodes. That's my top three right now. Well, I'm, it's not a bad three. It's not a bad three. I think, Ramsey's the, I think Ramsey's the best in the league right now. Yeah. I told, I, told, I told Corey this like five, six weeks ago. You did. And he said we got to wait. It's like nah. I, I see didn't. It. Wa- I just didn't want to crown him yet, Cliff. I see it. I-, I see it. I can see it. Um. Nah, I just feel like, look, our offense scored under twenty again. Like this is a problem, and it- I think it's gonna be one of those things. You know, later in the year, your problems are what end up costing you playoff spots. They yep. always show up in the end. No doubt. You're right and about I think that. That's gonna. I'm worried about that showing up in the end. Our offense is not putting up points. I don't want to care about the damn O-line. We weren't putting up points before those guys got hurt. We nope. So, right. I mean, honestly, worry. I just I feel like my optimism is more based on the defense. I mean, like we said, Seattle did have a bad game yesterday. They didn't play their best. They had a lot of penalties, but I just feel like if the defense comes to play every week like I expect them to, we should be in a lot of these games because, like we said, we're not playing a lot of quarterbacks with star power. We're going to run into a few good defenses, most notably, obviously, Minnesota. Yes, we need to score points, but I feel like the defense should keep us in the game, and I'm anticipating that the quarterback on our side will make enough plays for us to win some of these games. Or at least that's my hope. And you, you, gotta, you can't underestimate or understate, I should say, that this is a team playing with eight starters and several other backups. You're going to get healthier. I mean, a lot of these guys, you talk about these injuries – None of these guys are out for the season outside of Jonathan Allen, who his injury might take you to week 17 and it might just say, hey, we're just keeping you out. And Trent Murphy, Mason Foster, these, mm-hmm. these are the guys who are out for the season for sure. Everybody else is expected to be back. I don't know what happened with Trent. Trent might end up just packing it in and calling it a season. And you're going to get these guys back. You're going to get a healthier line. You're going to get a healthier defense. You're going to get your I mean, you're gonna get your ducks in a row and, and you're going to play ball. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I saw this team completely healthy. I think that's my whole point. Like, I'm not I, even factoring the injuries in. Mm-hmm. I do not trust this offense I for me you. to be thinking that an offense that seems to struggle to score 24 points in a game, that I can just give you any W versus any team that's competent. No doubt. I just can't do it. I can't. So we beat the 49ers. All right. Good game versus um, the Rams. But even in those games, our offense wasn't some juggernaut. No, and they're going to be. There's going to our defense has played well, but there's going to be. There's going to be some games where the defense is not lights out. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in a game you, you, you dominated, field goals. even in a game you dominated versus the Raiders. I mean, you still only put up twenty four points. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I I have my worries uh, when it comes to those things about this team, and uh, it has not changed. Even after the uh, after this win, which was a big win, yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about the offense being so poor. And I don't think anybody would disagree that offense has a lot to prove. They're still 11th in scoring offense, which is crazy to me. We are 11th in scoring offense. 11th in scoring offense. Yep. <laughs> There's no way I would have believed that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but see, I, I, I think. I think maybe I'm being misunderstood. I am not saying that the offense can't score. I am saying there seems to be a ceiling in their scoring. Mm-hmm. And 
scoring 24 points seems to be around our max. The max we're going to put up is 27, it seems like. 24 is not going to get it done versus Drew. There are going to be some Hell games. No. There are going to be some games <laughs> in this season where you need 30 points. Like, those are still left on the schedule. I'm Drew. sure of it. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do in those games? Is that just an automatic L? I feel you, man. That's all I want to know. I feel you. All right, let's go ahead and give them our preseason grades. Uh, let's start with the offense. And, um, Cliff, why don't you start off? Because I feel like you're going to have <laughs> some things to say. I mean, you pretty much already said it, but go ahead and give them a grade. Great for the offense through eight games. Mm. I mean, they get a C. Yep. Right? But they've been banged up, but, yeah. you know. Look, first game, you threw a pick in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You then struggled the rest of that quarter. You've got, you, they seem to have games where we get, two big, we get two long drives, but that's it. Right? That's the whole – and especially early, if you think about the Kansas City game and the Philly game, good drives early, offense just disappears. Yep. Three and out. The drop passes. Mm-hmm. Taking bad sacks, fumbling the ball. We fumble the ball every week, and obviously we lose a lot of fumbles, which is you know we're just we lead the league. We're, lead the we're league just lucky this year. We're just yep. lucky this year when it comes to that. No bounces. But yep. I just see too many games where our offense is not as reliable as it should be, considering the players I know that are out there. And I know people are going to say, "Well, there's no trust." That's all. That's all I keep hearing from certain people. He doesn't trust them. He doesn't trust. It's like, this is ridiculous, man. He wasn't even throwing the ball to Crowder early in the year. Was that a lack of trust? Nope. About 86. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think, defense, I think the offense is underperformed. Absolutely. By the, by the standard that I think that they can play at. I don't mm-hmm. think they met that standard. So, I get a C. I mean, you gave him a C. I'm going to give him a C minus, Cliff. Just for the simple fact, like you said, they've underperformed. We've been banged up. But there's still plays to be made. There's been many opportunities where we probably could have put more points on the board, which is kind of obvious. But if we don't take the chances downfield, if we don't get the ball in the playmaker's hands outside of Chris Thompson, who we've been relying on all season long to make every play for us, then the team will go nowhere in the second half. In order for them to take it to the next level, eight's going to need to drive that car. He's going to need to get the ball into 18's hands, into 80's hands, 86 when he gets back. You got to spread the ball around, and we're going to have to put points on the board. First half of the season, I got to go with a C minus. I'm a, I, I think I'm kind of being generous because I really wanted to give him a failing grade because the offense was supposed to be the strong point of this team. Nobody predicted out there, not in Redskins Nation, not national media, not local media, nobody would have said that the defense would have been the best unit on this team. Not one. Not even the coaching staff. So the offense has 100% underperformed. I'm hoping, I mean, they did not do anything great yesterday, but maybe with that pass downfield, maybe they're building a little confidence. Maybe Kirk is trusting the receivers more going forward. But for me, they overall, they get a C minus. But hopefully we get some of these guys back and we can get rocking and rolling for the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to echo that, give them a C. Um, I saw a crazy stat um, the other day, and this kind of echoes something that Cliff was saying, how the – Offense looks great early in games, and they kind of fizzle out towards the, you know, halftime, and then the second half they're usually dead. Yesterday was the first time in six games they didn't score on the first drive. Yep. 
first time in six games they ain't scoring for that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. And when we think about the fact that they can start fast, where's the consistency? It's like if you keep that up all game and the defense plays has been playing, then it's no problem. But we know the offense isn't going to keep that up all game. What's that what, more for whatever reason? Because mm-hmm. we know that a lot of teams script their their plays early on. First fifteen. So what does it say that after the the, the, the script is over, the team doesn't move the ball? I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know if you guys watched that uh, Packers Bengals game um, earlier in the year when the Bengals were struggling on offense and Romo, right when the game started, he was like, I expect them to come out here early. You saw about the Bengals. They're going to move the ball early because, you know, like, they, like their script is going to be there and the script's going to work. And then let's see what their offense looks like once the script, like the first 15 plays are done. Once mm-hmm. the script, the plays are done. Offense went straight downhill. Yep. That's, that's actually really bad when you think about it that the offense seems to only move the ball early in games. That says something. I'm not even going to get into what that's saying. I won't even go down that road right now because I don't want to talk about that guy anymore. But it says something to me if the only time you seem to be able to move the ball is early in games. Yeah. Or late in the fourth. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That seems like to be their wheelhouse. First drive of the Mm -hmm. game, last drive of the game, and that's pretty much it. Everything mm-hmm. that's in between is just dog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so C's all around. Let's talk about the defense. And uh, I have a feeling their grades will be more favorable. So, Corey, go ahead and start us off. Hey, man. Like I said, I don't think anyone would have predicted out there that the defense would be the best unit on this team for this 2017 season. I'm kind of upset that we lost Allen because I felt like he was having a hell of a year. Ioannidis, hopefully we can get him back. Because that was the first time that I can remember as a Redskins fan that we actually had an interior pass rush. And it was just it was just a beautiful thing to see. The secondary has just played lights out for me. I'm glad we got Norman back. Obviously, he's been banged up. Zach Brown and Swearinger, probably <laughs> two of the biggest signings that we've had on this roster. Probably two of the biggest signings in the division because I feel like they've just completely changed the culture. They've changed the outlook of the defense. They've changed the way we attack people on defense. For me, 91, Cliff's favorite guy. <laughs> he's all he, he he showed up, man. He he I think he's having another great start to the season. Hopefully we can get some more sacks from him. Mr. Gallette, he's coming along. Like Paul, you kind of mentioned earlier, he probably had his best game of the year. He didn't see we didn't see it in the box score, but I think Gallette finally might be getting his feet underneath him. Preston Smith. I mean, he's been a dog all year. Mm-hmm. We were questioned, we, we were we were questioning Preston every day leading up to the season. I think he's having a hell of a year. I, all around, man, the whole unit, I, I just think they, they played well. They, <laughs> I, they, there's no complaints for me. I'm not going to give them an A because, I mean, A would just be perfect, like lights out. But I'm going to go with a B for the defense, man. I hope they could keep it going. We get some of these injured bodies back. Monte Nicholson has just been another surprise who, when we drafted him, I was like, what the hell are we doing? And what <laughs> he, the, the way he's played has just been, it's been, spe- it's been spectacular. Hopefully he can get back healthy because we need him. But overall, I think the whole unit, man, I, I got to give them a B, man. Yeah. I think they, they've, they've been great for me. Yeah. Uh, I think the most impressive thing has been the depth, man. Our defense has got a lot of depth on it. Which we've never had, Cliff. And guys have been – we've had guys out with injuries. We've had games where multiple people were just 
getting injured throughout the game. We had to yep. keep swapping guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, we really haven't had that many tough to me the games where the defense was a complete disaster. Nope. Uh, obviously, the Eagles, the Philly game was tough, the second one. But even that required them making some great plays in order to, in order to move the ball on us. Mm-hmm. Defense has been good. Yep. I, I mean, I'll give it a B. I would like some more turnovers. No doubt. Uh, it would be my only I – mean, I mean, I can say that, but who, who doesn't want more turnovers, right? Um, right. Yeah, uh, the run game against the run, it's been up and down. I would My only criticism would be there have been a couple games where second half they've fallen off. And uh, late in – and, and honestly, that could go hand-in-hand with the fact that the offense is not the good in the second half, right? The fact mm-hmm. that you're on the field more. There have mm-hmm. been some games where they struggle off the field. Uh, the Kansas City game in particular. Exactly. And then the the second Philly game. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they've been good. I, I, I'm i surprised at how good they are, frankly. Paul, before you go, I got to get I gotta say one thing about Greg Manesky. <laughs> go for it. Be- because just for the simple fact that when we announced him as the defensive coordinator, I'm not going to lie, I was like, what the hell are we doing? I was a huge – Huge fan of us possibly bringing in Wade Phillips, and I was kind of upset that we didn't do that. I got to give a big ups to the coaching staff from Minuski to Tom Sula because it's not just the players. They're putting them in a position to make these plays. I did not anticipate Minuski having an aggressive defense like this. <laughs> Greg Minuski gets an A for me. I think he has coached his ass off. Jim Tom Sula has coached his ass off. And also shout out to Tori and Gray. Who's shout out to Tori and Gray. Defensive backs coach. The coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball has <laughs> they hey, made this unit play lights out. They're the real MVPs, the man. Well. They're Absolutely. the real MVPs. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Sorry to cut you off, brother. No, it's it's fine. Uh, I mean, I'll kind of echo on that. Just you go from a year where you can't stop anybody, you can't stop anybody on third down. You're mm-hmm. getting gashed on defense. I mean, I wouldn't say they're the reason we weren't in the playoffs last year, but they definitely were a key factor. Everybody looks competent. You don't have any liabilities on the field. I mean, talent-wise, everybody is a good, solid athlete, but just playing as a unit, they play well together. They feed off each other's energy, especially DJ Swearinger. You see that he's just the leader out there. He, he's barking out assignments. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in the right spot. There's no – outside of the – I will say yesterday, that uh, touchdown the ball win, I don't know who that was on. I think it was on D. Hall. I know that Norman was in man. He got beat off the line, but it looked like D. Hall got lost in coverage. Because he should have been mm-hmm. over the top, but you don't see a lot of just missed assignments week to week anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep, those days are over. I will, I will agree with Cliff. I wish they would get more turnovers, but like he said, I mean, who doesn't want more turnovers? That's you know. But sometimes you also get the balance of the ball. But despite all that, the defense is markedly better. They're the reason this team is even four and four. I mean, who knows where this team would be without them? Mm. I know y'all didn't want to give him an A, and I won't give him an AA. I'll give him an A minus, though. They were they have honestly been a godsend, and they're only getting better. Get healthy, keep adding pieces in the offseason, but you know, mm-hmm. great, great solid foundation of what I hope is a dominant defense moving forward. Pay Zach Brown. Pay him. I guess that I guess special teams is next, and I can, <laughs> I'll be quick with that. That's an F. They've been terrible, man. They've done nothing. Yeah. They've given us nothing. You nothing. Told, wait, Cliff, before you give them the F, though, I mean, the coverage units have been okay. That's what I will – that's why I won't we, give them we can't, we can't. We can't kill yeah. them completely. Yeah. I understand, I know, I understand what you're saying. 
Because Listen, remember, kickoff we, return coverage is irrelevant in this in the modern. If you can't stop a kickoff return in the NFL now, then you have major problems. Has our punt return coverage been that great? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, you say that right now. Wait till Marcus Sherrill <laughs> houses a 108-yard kick return on Sunday morning. I'm just saying, hey, if, you can't, <laughs> if your kick return coverage is terrible, then you might be terrible. But we've, we've been there, though, Cliff. You know that. Come on now. Right. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not comparing, but I can't compare our nah, special teams to I'm the worst you. special teams in, like, modern NFL history, <laughs> which is what we had had. So. I feel you. Special teams have been awful. It has been awful, man. Yeah. Nah, no we, lie. We haven't had a big – we haven't had a decent return all season. Mm-mm. We've had we – had we almost had a punt blocked uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tress Way is not having He's, a great year. I'm, I'm glad you said it because I was uh, – What's his name was not having a great year before he got injured. Uh, Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins. The special team stinks. And, and if we had better special teams, it probably – would have made a difference in each one of these games. We've yet to have – in one of these four losses, I think it would have made a difference. We had a fucking field goal blocked that changed the whole damn game. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, F. Jeez. Just a big old F. They've been <laughs> terrible. Jeez. I can't – Jeez, Cliff. <laughs> I'm a – oh, man. An F, though. Yo, what I, have they done? They haven't – I mean, they haven't done anything that's really – Crowder has fumbled how many times? I mean, quite – Quite a bit. Quite What's his bit. longest return this year? Like eight yards? Probably. Something like it's that. Like, yeah. it's, it's like we have Randall L. back there again. I mean, <laughs> yesterday we had Rob Kelly returning kicks. Uh, it's like Rock Cartwright. <laughs> remember, yeah, remember when Rock Cartwright was returning hey, kicks? Hey, Rock House won. He House won, yeah. Versus Dallas, I remember. Oh six, yeah. Yeah. Especially he's been awful. Like, plain and simple. They've easily been the worst unit on our team. Easily. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, go ahead, Paul. I, no, I remember for so many years, the Eagles were a very good special teams team, and they, and they still are. But they also put a premium on special teams. You can tell they're a team that takes a lot of pride in it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, the special teams isn't a disaster the way it used to be, like Cliff said. But like he said, it, it's just they're not doing enough. Like, right. any, especially in that Kansas City game where it was only a one-score loss, if you get like a big return or you know block a punt or block a field or something like that, that might be a difference in the game. But instead, you're four and four instead of five and three or six yeah. and two because, I mean, these they, I, I think people think about special teams and they consider it like specialty plays. Like, but no, it's, it's one third of the game. It's as big a part as offense or defense. Because I'll tell you what, Dallas might not beat us. They might not blow us out the way they did. And I guess thirteen points isn't a blow, but they're not going to beat us the way they did. Without that block field goal, that turned the game because mm-hmm. you're you're getting ready to go up sixteen to three on these guys. Look, Next thing you know, it's thirteen ten. Special teams was good last year. It yeah. was. It was, damn was good. excellent. We yep. won. We won that Ravens game because of Jameson. Housed it. Um, clearly, he's been banged up, uh, hamstring wise or whatever. So hopefully, when he comes back healthy, he can help us. But it's been terrible, man. They've contributed nothing. Damn. damn. I mean, I was going to give him a C, but now that you think about it, I mean, you might be right, Cliff. I might have to give him a D plus. Just like the block kick, the block field goal, I should say, the punt, the damn near. I mean, it was basically blocked yesterday. I'm a huge fan of Trust Way, and I don't see the same guy that I've been seeing. Like, that's kind of concerning because, I mean, <laughs> especially with our offense, you need a good punter. Right. Right. <laughs> it's funny because last year he didn't, he didn't punt that much. 
But when he did, he yeah, he was great. <laughs> he punted damn good. Now he punts a lot. His leg, I think his leg might be tired. Now, um, it's possible. Now they they just haven't given us anything. They haven't. They haven't. Not even one play. Like yeah. give me one play. Yeah. So it's hard. Uh, it's hard to be out the because you got. How do you steal a game? Mm-hmm. If you get another special teams, like that's the kind of stuff that special yep. teams does for you. Yep. Yep. Flip a field. Can we flip a field once? Nope. I don't, I don't think we're going to flip a field with D Hall returning punts. Much love to D Hall, but he's not. He he, he, he's seen better digs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This ain't V Tech. I mean, like, listen, hopefully we're getting, getting some healthy bodies back. Hopefully getting Crowder healthy. That will, you know, improve the return game. But it's, it's, it's been pretty pathetic. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I still have hope for them. Because you do have such dynamic players on your special teams, like you have Jameson Crowder returning punts, and he was really good last year. This year, he's clearly something's up with him. Whether it's his hamstring or someone else, and the focus on those muff punts—that's inexcusable. I mean, one is too many. You can't afford that. But um, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they have something dialed up. You get some clutch returns. Maybe you get some better punting. Maybe you show another fake punt or fake field goal or two like they did last year versus the Giants and to get this thing turned around. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Cliff. I'm going to give him a D. I'm going to say this again. Can we block a punt? Jeez. S- silence. Yes, not. <laughs> no, we can't. I, I, I think that much is clear. We ain't blocking no damn punts out of here. Mm-mm. But, yeah, man, but um, I think all around. But the head coach. Head coach is next, right? We got to give the head coach a grade. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, you, well, my, you know I'm about to grade him. Hey, <laughs> go ahead, Cliff. You, you started off. Hey, man. Cause I ain't got no complaints about Mr. Gruden. I, you, I hate, I hate play calling. Quarter, you know, people that just like critique play calling all in retrospect. Mm-hmm. So I don't really knock play calling. I think obviously players are called to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's not calling a play, so it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. The players seem to like them. Yep. The team seems prepared for games. Yep. That Rams game showed me a lot because the team came out with a mentality we hadn't really seen. Normally, that was the kind of game we just go 0-2 and, and roll over. Mm-hmm. I give him a B. I, I like Jay Gruden. I liked him when we hired him. A lot of people didn't. I liked him when we hired him. I was one of them. Because he's got a solid background. The guy basically ran an AFL team. Arena mm-hmm. League team on his own. He's been around NFL players a while. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I see the stuff he, you know, that quote about the 60 touchdown passes. <laughs> I love it. It's like I'm all it. in because mm-hmm. he knows what's good. The guy was yep. the guy who played quarterback, right? Played quarterback at Louisville. He's sure one did. Greatest Arena Football League quarterbacks ever. He knows what's up, man. Yeah. He, he, I think year one, he struggled because he just wasn't ready for. The he didn't know what DC was about. He yeah, he know he was getting himself into hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think now he knows, and he he does a really good job with the media now. Yep. And like I said, the players seem to have be big fans of him, so he gets a B. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of the biggest ones, the main people out here in Redskins Nation that was questioning Jay Gruden when we hired him. I questioned him when he benched Robert Griffin. I questioned him the way he would go about his interviews. I questioned everything you could think of from his lack of a run game to, like you said, critiquing every play call. 
Jay Gruden is a hell of a coach, man. And I tell you guys all the time, when it comes to this offense, especially in the passing game, there is always someone open. Always. This fan base gushes over McVay and Shanahan's. Well, you know what? McVay's using Gruden's offense. Gruden is a hell of a play caller. Gruden wants to get the ball into his playmaker's hands. This team gets up for Jay Gruden. We've seen a lot of coaches come here, and this team looks at these coaches like, why, why, why are these guys here? Why is he even the head coach? Jay Gruden keeps his players fresh. I mean, obviously we had the uh, issue of the team coming out slow in the beginning of the year that we kind of discussed previously in the pods. But as far as I'm concerned, man, Jay Gruden dealt with a lot here, especially from the owner, <laughs> from the fan base, from the media. He gave Kirk the keys to the franchise. It looks like he made the right decision. Well, I mean, clearly he made the right decision because Robert Griffin's out of the league. But <laughs> I'm a huge fan, man. I'm all in with Gruden. I'm <laughs> I never thought I would say that. I'm 100% in with Jay Gruden, man. I love everything he's doing. I hope we give him another extension. He gets a B-plus to me. Here's where I love Jay Gruden. He always tells it the way it is, like, I know that Corey just mentioned that he was a little bit, you know, rough around the edges dealing with the media when he first got here, especially with RG three. But um, I don't. I find that refreshing. I mean, he he's not like Gibbs. Gibbs was, you know, he he was never out in the media bashing players or, or like speaking out of turn or speaking out of pocket. He wasn't G golly like Jim Zorn. He wasn't Mister Politics like Mike Shanahan like leaking, uh, cryptic. Whatever to the media. Like, what are you doing, Shanahan? Yeah, man. <laughs> with, with Jay Gruden, I, I think it's, it's an acquired taste. I think that people had to get used to him. But mm-hmm. you see how his players play for him. I mean, I think that if we could pull the rest of his players, that nobody would have a negative thing to say about him. They seem they really like him. They seem to really respect him. And like Cliff said, the team looks prepared week to week. They don't look like just mm-hmm. totally unprepared for games, which mm-hmm. is something that we couldn't say about Mike Shanahan in the past. So. I, I love him, man. I, I think that, and I said this on Twitter, and I think I got a little bit of heat for it, but he's the best coach we've had in 25 years. Best coach since Gibbs won, and uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anybody that could convince me otherwise, so I'm going to give him a B plus. You know what's crazy about complaining about play calling, right, is you think about the last three offensive coordinators, the last three play calls we've had here have been Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Jay Gruden. Mm-hmm. McVay and Shanahan are considered two of the top offensive minds in the league. When mm-hmm. they were here, the fans complain about their play calling all the time. Yep. So that's why I ignore the play calling complainers. You complain about Kyle Shanahan. You complain about Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. You complain about J- we could give you who we could give you Bill Walsh. We'd complain. You complain about him. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel when it comes to complaining about that. We've had some good play callers here recently. Mm-hmm. And our offenses have always have always looked pretty good. And I I sort of view I think I've said this to you guys before, like if you think that Kirk is not that good, then you need to give Jay Gruden credit. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you think Kirk is good, well he wasn't good before Jay Gruden got here, mm-hmm. so you need to give Jay Gruden credit. Yep. So that's where I'm coming from on that. But the haters yeah. say he has no run game. Oh, please. Like, th- 
Yo, have you ever? You guys have seen those Matthew Stafford stats, right? Hmm. Like the highest career rusher in the season for him has like seven hundred thirty yards or something like that. <laughs> it's like, man, please, man. It's crazy, man. Like, what? You need him? He needs to have everything. Did we have a run game last year? Nope, not really. No, we had the best deep threat in the league, one of the best tight ends in the league. Yep. Receivers, we gave you everything. Everything. Best left tackle. In the game. Like, you scored 10 points last game of the season. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Straight <laughs> up. There's, I'm going to say it again. There's always someone open. Nah, man. No, no wife games in the offense like Jay Gruden. He, he they is don't. Fantastic. He is. I mean, sometimes I just see him like, on a couple of plays yesterday, Vernon Davis was just streaking down the middle of the field wide open. I'm like, golly. I mean, this is the Legion of Boom here. I know how much you hate that clip. <laughs> no, I mean, well, Earl Thomas is But not, facts yeah. are facts. Yeah, no, yeah no, no, these no, are good like, defenses that are. It's like uh, saying it's the Jackson Five, but Michael's not here tonight. Oh, my God. Tito! Ain't no damn Jackson Five without Michael. Right. Right. Yo, um, look, you should also give, we should also give him credit because clearly the approach going into week one was to play similar to what we did last year. Mm-hmm. And Jay realized that wasn't going to work. Yep. People say we have the we ran the ball pretty well for a couple weeks in a row. It's just some weeks you can't run the ball. Were people saying we can't run the ball after the Rams game? He made a concerted effort to run the ball after week one. No one would have guessed that. And I, I yeah, and I, I don't know a lot of coaches who would have done that. Because mm-hmm. that's not in his DNA. That's not what he does. I don't think that's an offensive coordinator's name. These dudes just like don't because you look smart when you throw it, mm-hmm. right? Offensive coordinators look like geniuses when they when the team is throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. So for him to say, "I'm I'm gonna we're gonna run the ball out here," I like Jay Gruden. I've said enough. Jay Gruden's my guy. Jay saw that first game and said, "Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> Get my ass fired in week seven. <laughs> no, straight up. Straight up. We came out versus the Ravens. We ran the rock, man. Mm-hmm. And that was clearly a mentality thing. We've hired good coaches since he's been here, which is another thing he should get credit for. Like, we've really hired. We have a very good staff. We hired one of the best O-line coaches in the league. We've added Tom Sula, mm-hmm. Torian Gray. Like, we've added some really good people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Keep man. them going, Jay. Keep them going, Jay. Definitely, man. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of a lot of reasons for optimism. I think, like we mentioned, the offense still has a lot to prove, but I think there's a lot of potential there. The defense, you see the building blocks of something great. Jay Gruden, I think we all agree, could be a good coach. I mean, a, a great coach and, mm-hmm. and has a knack for getting the best out of his players and for bringing in great coaches around him. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, as much as this fan base is very – you know, bipolar and up and down and, and always at each other's throats. I think there's reasons to be excited moving forward, in it, especially in such a tough division, man. I mean, you think about it, the Cowboys, are they're set up for a long time. The Eagles, they're set up for a long time. The Giants, who knows? I mean, they're talented outside of Eli Manning, but, um, you know, you're, you're going to need it. Damn. <laughs> well, let's be real. Let's be frank. Damn, dog. Let's, let's be real, man. I, I know he's going to get a gold jacket. But no, he's not. Has, no, he's he not. Should, he shouldn't, but he maybe, is. Maybe from the Giants. He's going to get one, though, Cliff. He's a man. That guy's not getting no damn Hall of Fame. All Mannings get jackets. Archie ain't got no damn jacket. 
right. sons will. <laughs> um, let's lay off Eli. That's all I would say. <laughs> I, 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 you know, he doesn't have Brandon Marshall or no. Beckham. People rip. You talk about not having a running game. This is what I'm saying, man. When the hell was the last time that guy had a running game? Eli's starting running back is Orleans Darkwatch. <laughs> like, Orleans Darkwatch. Y'all are something else. <laughs> Yo, this, that's my whole point, though, Paul. I don't want to hear shit about how we can't run the ball. There are plenty of teams in this league that can't run the ball, man. Yep. Like, we aren't the first one. The Giants have ha- haven't had a running game since Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. They really haven't. So. Yeah, man. Everybody but, yeah. can't be the damn Cowboys, folks. You can't. Yeah, man. But still, I, I, I still think that a point remains that there's a lot of good things going on here. I think there's a lot of reason to be excited for the rest of the season and, you know, in the future, in the seasons to come. A lot of good things going on here. A lot of things that maybe a season or two ago kind of seemed farther in the distance than, you know, 2017. I Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that maybe even after Gruden's first year, when you went 4-12, and you thought this team was just – because, you know, RG3 was being run out of town. You didn't know Kirk was going to turn around the way he has and, you know – <laughs> I want to say something about Kirk, but I'm not going to say it. I was waiting for you to say something because Cleveland's like, I was about like, to say something uh, about Kirk. Wait, I'm not going to say it, but you know, no, yo, Kirk, Kirk has played well. He definitely like, has, it, man. On the whole, absolutely. Considering he was a fourth round pick, mm-hmm. he has been a successful QB here so far. Definitely, yeah, definitely, man. And he do, and he deserves all the credit, man. Gruner has really. I know that cousin said that he owes his career to Sean McVay. I mean. And maybe Which that's is just an insulting thing to say. That's, yeah, maybe like, that's you know that's that really nice and everything, but uh, I'm not gonna go. Into I, it, I think Gruden deserves a, a large part of that credit, man, because man is caped for you. You know, hard the discussion he had to have had when he yep. walked into the Daniel Snyder's mm-hmm. office and said, "Yeah, we're benching RG three mm-hmm. to start Cousins." He yep. probably wanted to fire him on the spot. Your client still Dan probably was like, "What, motherfucker? Give me your keys." <laughs> <laughs> Key card revoked. Right? Like, <laughs> hey, man, hmm. man, but. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Gruden has something special going on Ashburn. I think that um, if you look closely, you might notice. I definitely think that. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50GutBlog. And make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut. Another reminder, make sure to download Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, iTunes. Podcast is out there, so please like Five hit stars. that like hit that like button give us five stars leave a comment nothing too nasty i'm sensitive uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah like review subscribe tell a friend tell a friend because the podcast is out there guys thanks again for being with me man i appreciate it no doubt